Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Something's lurking at the edge of the park People be warned, people beware There's a storm on the rise and it's covered in hair Hear him cry, hear him howl Looking for someone to disembowel Claws like a hook, eyes like coal Feet so big they're gonna crush your soul They call him Sasquatch This is Yowie Central. Welcome to the show. I'm Sarah. If you've seen a Yowie or any other strange entity and you've been busting to tell someone but you're afraid no one will believe you or that people might make fun of you, you've landed in the right place. Here at Yowie Central, we won't laugh at you and we definitely don't do ridicule. And although we're focused mainly on our beautiful hairy friends, because I've been obsessed with them since I was a little girl, we know there's all sorts of stuff going on in the invisible world around us that's enthralling. So we shimmy down all the rabbit holes we can find. So if you've seen or experienced anything kooky or spooky, get in touch with me at Central at gmail.com and you can share your story with me and the Yowie Central listeners. And if you're a bit shy and you're not sure if you want to come on the show but you really need to talk to someone about what happened to you, get in touch with me anyway and we can have a chat. Remember, you're not alone and we're here to listen and to give you some support. I'm so excited to bring you this week's show. I'm talking Yowies, Junjadis, Little People and Orbs with my very special guest, the adorable River Morris, proud Wiradjuri man and one of my favourite people to yarn with about our hairy friends. River is the host of his own radio show, Bum Nuts on Toast, on Flurio FM in South Australia. And he had his first Yowie sighting when he was 12 years old. He's also had multiple Yowie sightings and encounters throughout his life that he's going to share with you today. 
And for your information, for the first 10 minutes of the show, River's friend Greg, who happened to be there when I was chatting with River just before Christmas last year, Greg shared a couple of relatively recent encounters that he had in the Flinders Ranges area of South Australia. And I found this really interesting because we we don't get that many reports from South Australia and I'm not really sure why that is because there is terrain there that I would have thought would be Yowie-friendly country. If there are any listeners out there who have any idea why we don't get quite as many reports from South Australia as other states, write in and let me know because I'm really puzzled. River also shares some stories of his Uncle Ted, known as Gabu, and Gabu's special relationship with our hairy friends. And in the last part of the show, I share with River some experiences that I've been having. And as I say to River in our chat, I haven't shared these experiences with many people yet, and I'm a bit shy about sharing, and I almost cut that bit out of the chat But I decided to leave it in in the end because I thought if I'm not brave enough to share, how the hell can I expect other people to share with me? I will also talk a bit more about those experiences in the next show if you're interested and you want to hear more. So let's get into it today. Here's River and first up, his friend Greg. Uh, hey, listen, I'd, I'd love to hear, so you had a Yowie sighting or encounter? Well, an encounter, we didn't see because I didn't want to go outside. Oh, yeah, fair enough. What happened? Well, um, we're at Bandleby Station. Bandleby Station? Bandleby. Bandleby, right. Um, well, I was, Bandleby Station and... Uh, Where's that? Which state is that in? South Australia. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a big four-wheel drive place uh, um, near Hung... Well, Part of it's the Hungry Ranges in the Flinders Ranges. Okay, yep. Now, that's heavy, heavy scrub and mountainous country through there. Their uh, property goes through there, but the actual campsites and areas around uh, do stretch right through the property. But we are actually, well, I was actually at the, um, near the house, the homestead. Basically... I just cooked barbecues and stuff like that, and there was there was nothing really happening. But one night, I decided to put a a roast on on my camp oven. I had a pork roast. Funny thing is, I went to bed, and that turned night. I heard massive footstep with a long stride, and then another footstep, etc. A, a couple of times, I said, "What in the hell was that?" And then it stopped. And then I heard a couple more large footsteps and then nothing. Now, I didn't smell nothing, but it was windy that night. So the second night I had a barbecue, third night a barbecue. Then I decided to cook a chicken in the um, camp oven again. This time I heard crunching of sticks where the, um, there's a small bushland. It's not, it's not real heavy. Is and that's probably on the 80 metres away, and that had um, small, smaller foot. You know, the gate was smaller, uh, it wasn't as heavy. And I thought, What the hell is this? It's not again. And then I heard this growl, grunt, grunt, type of thing, and then it went quiet. 
again, and then a couple of full, smaller footsteps a bit quicker. Then nothing and it disappeared. And uh, that night was windy again. We had some, I had some rain and um, that type of thing. I had a look for footsteps, but the ground was so hard there was not nothing there. But for my, I've never heard anything like it in my life. I've heard kangaroos. I've heard all kinds of animals out in the bush, but not this. So I do believe it was something large, uh, two-legged out there, and I reckon a juvenile. Ah, okay. I, I was just about to ask you if you thought it was on two legs, but, yeah, that was the, the feeling you got, the, the footsteps were... Oh, definitely two-legged. There was no... It was not four-legged. It wasn't... Um, or anything like that. It was definitely a large two-legged person, which it wasn't really a person because the gate's too long. It had to be a good, I don't know, 12 foot, I reckon, at least. I, I don't know. I mean, it's just a large gate. Not nothing human-like that I know of will be that size. And even with the juvenile, I don't think it was um, – the gate was fairly large. It's still fairly large. It wasn't um, – I don't know, it's weird to sort of say. I, I can't sort of fathom it, to be honest with you. It was just so different. Yeah. And did you get, did you get any um, strange feelings about or, or sense what might have been out there at the time? I was very confused. To be honest with you, um, I didn't want to go out and have a look. Um, later on, I did think, well, hang on, this is this is something I haven't seen, something I don't want to see, <laughs> and I didn't want to. I was just sort of like, I don't know, very confused. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't blame you. And um, since I was in a camper trailer, made it worse. It's like sort of I upset something. Yeah, <laughs> it's been bust through that. No trouble. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. If I wanted to get in, it would have. Yeah, it's only canvas. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> not even, not even tin. It was definitely no. Yeah, right. Had you and you, you'd heard of the hairy fella before that experience. I beg your pardon? Had you heard of the hairy man before that experience? No, I've never heard of anything like that before. Right. That was that was just something I've never heard and never felt before. But you knew they you knew they existed. Oh well Rivers told me some stories and stuff yeah. like that. It yeah. wasn't sort of anything that um corresponded with what River has told me in the past. Nothing like that. It was just more like, what in the bloody hell was that? In fact, when I rang up River the next morning, he thought I was having a, taking a mickey out of him. <laughs> sort of taking the piss out of him. I said, no, you're not here, brother. I'm not going to do that on top of you. <laughs> <laughs> I, won't, I won't do it over the phone. I'll do it to your face. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, seriously, he just couldn't believe that I actually didn't count. And he says, that was a yowie. And I said, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was, bro. I don't I, I was something that sort of, you know, there's no way I would get out and have a look at because, as I said, the camper's only not very big and strong. So I didn't, but besides that, it was all dark. I would have had to try to put my lights on and inside the camper, find a bloody torch and see if I've got the camera. Where's the camera? It was just, I didn't have a camera. It was all in the car. When was that? Was that recently? Oh, that would have been about six months ago, I suppose. A while ago. This year, this year. Yeah. It was this year, definitely this year. And when I said to the uh, owners of the property, they said, oh, it's just a kangaroo. And I'm going, it ain't a kangaroo. No, there's a total different sound. 
Yeah, totally unmistakable when you, when you, the difference between someone something on two legs walking and, and kangaroo they're they're very different. Oh, um, yes, yes. As I said, it was definitely something I haven't experienced in my life at all before, and it was definitely two legged. The gait was there. It was you can tell it was just like bang, like boof. Do you reckon it was fossicking around your, your cooking area? Yeah, I was looking for my roast dinner, I reckon. Because there's only come out, the thing is, you go there, most people on the campsites don't use a camp oven. They just, they'll just they uh, just use a, a gas, uh, whatever, you know, yeah, on like their a, camper. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Or if they do have anything, it'll be a little barbecue. Yeah. But I love the camp oven. And the camp oven. You've seen those little camp ovens? Yes. Yeah, I know what you mean. We've got one too. There'll be the fire around it and all that type of thing. Yeah. Hot coals. That's how I do my cooking. I love it. Well, that's really that's really cool, Greg. I'm, it certainly sounds, unless it was some random person walking through your campsite. Well, hang on. What else is it going to be? If that was the case, if that was the case, why is the gate so long? Yeah, exactly. It yeah. wasn't a person. Exactly. I can tell you that. It wasn't a person. Yeah. Especially the second time... When I cook the chicken, you hear this, right, grunt, right, don't go in there. And that was smaller steps, but that was probably more than, uh, you would say, a six-foot bloke, right? So it was around that, but not a, not a real heavy bloke, but, you know, heavy enough. It certainly sounds like you had you had one of, one of our hairy friends nearby. I reckon so. I don't have any questionable doubt, really, that they don't exist. I think they do. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, maybe I'll have to have, I'll have a chat with River now. And yeah, um, about to give it, give it both ways. Yeah. River wants to talk to you. I was about to pass him over. Oh, so there you go. Is. Telepathy. <laughs> <laughs> it's real. <laughs> hey, guys. How's it going? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. It's it's. That's uh, good. It's good to see you. Um, you got over that business, save with that car accident. Oh yeah, it's taken a oh, while. It really shook me up. Oh, I reckon it would have, eh? Yeah, we yeah, have. It's good, to, um, it's good to know you're back on deck, eh? And thanks. everything's fine. Yeah, thanks, mate. It's been, uh, it was just one of those, you know, those times of your life where like a series of things go wrong all at the same time and it's like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. <laughs> Getting slammed by the universe. Yeah, I know, sis. But, yeah, all good, all good now. And how about you, mate? Um, Are you well? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good, sis. It's good to have Greg here to share that experience with you because, you know, when he rang me, like he said, you know, like he said, he said, hey, River, you know, rah, rah, because I call him the garden name, see. He comes on our radio show and rings in oh, on yeah. Sunday on, on the Inky Pinky show, see. And um, he rang me up, you know. And he told me about his encounter, like, he didn't see it. I said, did you get any visuals? He said, no. But, you know, Sarah, like, he's a good man, and I believe what he says. And, you know, he's a good man of character. He's a good judge. You know, like, I don't judge anyone, but I didn't want to say that word. But but he's, he's, he's staunched by his word, I should say. And when I seen him face-to-face after I'd seen him and he come back from Flinders, you know, he come here and he told me about it, you know, and, and, and that's where I thought, right. And I could see in his eyes, Sarah, because you know how people yamble? You know the word yamble? You ever heard the word yamble? 
No, I haven't heard well, that word. Well, like talking shit, you know? Yep, yep. Yeah, you know, and I could tell that he wasn't talking shit. You know, like he hasn't, he's only heard, but I've seen. That's the difference, you know, and he's yeah. always with me. He said, I, I'd love to see one of them. And I said, brother, I said, I don't think you'd want to because, you know, it's not a good thing that you can take in. I have dreams. I have things, you know. Yeah. And and look, look, all I'm saying is Greg's got back to me. He's, he's, he let me know what he's, he's, he's heard. And I've got so much respect for the man. It's insane. I mean, like a lot of people don't reach out like that, you know. Yeah, oh, exactly. To themselves. You yeah. know, and I've done that for a long time, Sarah, with myself, you know. Yeah, yeah. So many well, people do. Sarah, my first encounter was 1974, you know, like that was in, that was crazy. I mean, like, I mean, Lloydie, my cousin Lloydie Riley, you know, as I was telling you. River, do you want to tell that story for, so for, for the Yowie Central listeners, do you want to, do you want to, because I, I did actually play that original interview you did with, AYR like two years ago or something like that. So do you want to yeah. retell your experiences for the Yowie Central listeners? Well, I'd love to. I mean, like, gee whiz, but I mean, like, there's a lot of other things that's happened in between then, Sarah, before I come down here to South Australia. Yeah, there's a lot of things, you know, like, but, you know, with little people and stuff like that oh, I was yeah. telling you one time. Yeah, I do remember. Like all yes. those little things, you know, and I've got it all written down here in Deerville, you know, where I was in Coffs Up. Anyway, there's a lot of things I'd like to share in between all that, you know. Okay, well, you, you, you just go ahead and share what you want to share. Okay. Well, as you know, in 1974 was my first encounter as a 12-year-old. Like, that was the first time. And and you know what, Sarah? My old people, you know, my old aunties and uncles and everyone used to say, don't go out there at night, you fellas, because that airy man will get you, see? And you're a, you're a Wiradjuri man, aren't you? Yeah. That's yeah, right. born yeah. And bred, yeah, born and bred Wiradjuri. Yeah, I've got other nations under my skin too, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Goombangi, I've got... Um, down there at um, Tari Way, um, oh, I've got Birupai. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Birupai mob down Tari, Foster Way, you know, up there in New South. But um, when oh, those people up there have seen what I've seen too, you up around them areas, you know. Yeah, I've had mob behind me, Sarah, about that, you know. Well, but, but, but 12-year-old, you know, like me and Lloydie were going, we're at this place, see. And my old uncle, he had a bus. And it was an 18 seater, see? And there were little kids in there, and there was only me and Lloydie. We were 12 year olds, you know, like 12 years of age. And we were the elder fellas, see? The other fellas were what, seven, six, five, you know, down to around about, you know? Anyway, and we had these, like these, well, our uncle had these buckets, see, with these, like, like steel buckets, see? You had four of them. Anyway, and we had to walk down, well, he asked us to walk down the river. He said, hey, you fellas, come here and Go down the river and get some water, see? We had to walk about, oh, I don't know, 300 yards, 400 yards, something like that, you know? Because it was up on this up on this big flat where they were they set up with the camp and everything, you know, with the old people and the kids running around had all these games and everything going on. Anyway, we're walking down there, see? <laughs> Me and my cousin Lloydie, see? We're walking down there. Anyway, we get down the river... And we pulled it over a swim. This is summertime. I mean, it was warm, man. It was around about, I don't know, you know, 32 degrees or something, you know. Anyway, we're in there swimming around. Anyway, we hear this cracking noise, you know, like from the other side of the river. Anyway, and I said, Lloydie, I said, what's, what's that sound over? And he said, I don't know. 
anyway, we're just mucking around, swimming, you know, and we thought, right, oh, we'll go back up here, right? So we filled up the water, see, the buckets, you know. Well, we had two buckets each, ten buckets, you know, the steel-handled ones, you know. Anyway, and we filled them up, and we're standing on the bank. I said, you ready, cousin? He says, yeah, boss. Rightio, off we go, see. We're walking along, eh? Anyway, and as we were walking, I said, Lord, you hear that? And you know there's no sheep, there's no cattle, there's no pigs, nothing down where we were. No, nothing like that, you know. And we don't have bears like they do in America. We don't have all that business, you know. And we're walking along, see, and we heard this cracking, like, bang noise, you know. And I'm thinking, what's, 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 yeah. So anyway, Lloyd, he says, I've got to do a jillowa. Right, that means piss, see. I put the bucket down, see, and I'm sitting there, and I heard this, I heard this sound. I heard this sound like a, like a, like a gibberish. And then I looked over and I'm thinking to myself, then what's that, you know? Anyway, I looked over there, Ray, and you know where you got your land tunnel? And the only track we had was, a, you know where you get um, like a, a slasher that comes through and does a track for you down the river from this place, eh? Like the width for around about 10 foot, something, yeah? Eight foot, whatever it's, the, yeah? And this fellow was peeping through this lantana bush at me, see? And he was down around about three foot. And I'm thinking, what's that? And I'm looking there, and Lloyd is over the other side doing God's work, see? Anyway, and I'm looking, I'm thinking, what's that? And he put his head down, and it moved, see? And I thought, nothing. I thought, no, just, yeah. Anyway, Lloyd has come back, see? He picked up his two buckets, got our buckets, and off we went. We walked another something like, 20, 30 yards, and we could hear this walking beside us, and it was parallel, something was parallel on us. Because I said, Kaz, you hear that? And he went, yep. So we'd stop, and this thing would take an extra step or two, and like crunch, crunch, and it was in the leaves. Then we heard this sound on the other side, but I don't know what that was, but Lloydie didn't, you know, we were looking on the right as we were walking back up with our buckets. We gets up a little bit further and there's a break, like there's a bit of a an opening where you can see through the gap type thing, you know, like between the, like the trees and the bushland type thing mm -hmm. to where we had to go. And we seen this lad and he ran between the gap, eh, and we could see him. We seen him, eh, and he would have been, I don't know, I don't know, we would have been about 50, 30, 40, 50 yards away, I suppose, not that far. Um, but, yeah. He just kind of, he was gone, eh? And um, we we just ran up there. We dropped, well, we dropped the buckets. We just ran up the uncle, eh? And, you know, and we said, Unc, there's a man down there, the hairy man. There's a man down there. And he got the kids and he put all the kids in the bus and everything, you know, put the fire out and everything. And so that's it. We're going. Yeah, because that's, that's been down and down, like, for when I was a young fella. Yeah, you know, even before I had my first sight and people and my old people would say, don't go out there at night, you fellas. Don't go mucking around out there at night. Stay inside here, you know. Don't go out in the bush. And that was my first time, Sarah. It's 12-year-old, I mean, Lloydie, man. We, we, what, like, Lloydie's still alive at the moment. Um, but he has these, these things too, you know, where he, <laughs> you know, I yarned to him, oh, gee whiz, many moons ago now about it, you know. In Dubbo and uh, so and what? sorry, go on, Ria. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you're right. I was just going yeah. to ask you if you remember any more detail about that that hairy fella that you saw then. When well, he, was uh, he had a, he had a, but he didn't look like a gorilla. What did he look like? He looked like a one of them fellas, like a like like a caveman type lad, you know, like. But he had he had no hair on his face. He had he had a, like ours, like a you know, like a snout, but a, a broader snout. But he had he had no hair on the on 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 his face. But he had no neck because I could only see from his shoulders. And he was down. He was down crouching. So he was probably on all fours, you know, looking yeah. at me, you know, looking at Lloyd and I, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, He'd have been down on all fours looking at it. He'd have been just coming through there on you know, and then getting up and walking on two like bipedal, but crouching down on four. See, you need to be watching us. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what, Sarah, what really gets to me, you know, I, I, and I heard my uncle say to, to my auntie about it when we got home, you know, it's because of the kids. See, they, you know, I reckon there'd have been more than one because we had a noise, we heard a noise on the other side, you know, and we thought, well, no, like I like I said earlier, I just wiped it off. You know, I thought just something else in there, you know, like a wallaby or something bouncing around in there or something, you know. But but this thing was different. It was a different and you know what? Like we didn't get a smell. That was the thing. Because we would probably, you know, different wind direction, but but what I seen is what I seen. And it's never left me mind, you know. What colour was he? Oh, it was like a kind of a, like, you know where you get a, like an old dog? It's got that on the bit of grey and brown and that on the muzzle. Yeah. Yeah, that on the, like on the, on the side of his face, you know, like the hair colour. Yeah. But then, but then when he went down and then come back up, when Lloyd come back from doing Jillua, but I seen him twice, see, type thing. I looked and I seen him and I looked away to see where Lloyd and I looked again. And he wasn't there. And then when Lloyd come back and got his bucket, I looked and there he is. And that's when Lloyd, you know, I said, hey, come on, let's go, let's go, you know. <laughs> yeah. And obviously your uncle thought, oh, that, yeah. thought that there might be danger for you because he packed you up and left straight away. Oh, yeah. He said, um, he said, hey, come on, we'll get the kids now. And he said, we'll go and get, get the kids in the, in the bus, you know. Because I told him, see, I said, hey, I said, there's something there. He said, what's wrong with you two? I said, hey. Because we left the buckets. We just left them there. Where'd the buckets at? <laughs> we dropped the buckets, mate. We <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, you know, we seen the lad. We seen the lad run, see? Running, on, running on two legs? Oh, yeah, by Peter Lups. He'd have been about, like as I was saying, about 40 yards away. He'd have been at least, I don't know, well, from, oh, mate, look, I'm, gee whiz, I'm getting on now, but. Yeah, you know, my memory's still there and I'll never forget it, but I reckon he'd really easy be around about eight foot. Right. Like, and that, that's, that's running. And that was quick. I mean, it was like, you know, the American people say that for like cartoon stuff. Yeah. Cartoon running. It was like he was there, you see him, he's gone. It was amazing. And, you know, and I can, look, I, I love what AYR are doing, man. They're doing some really good work, eh? Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, and you're involved. I've seen a lot of the mm. footage, and that's so good what you guys are doing. You know, it's unfortunate I'm down this neck of the woods. If I was back up my home, like Bellow Way, mate, I'd be in there with you, you know. Oh, you'd be so welcome, River. Anytime. Oh, Anytime you, you're up, so up that way. Sharing, but what I'd seen, sharing, I like Sarah, I like sharing is, you know, and to bring that awareness, you know. Yeah, absolutely. You know what, a mate of mine, 
he reminded me the other day about this thing when we were out the back blocks of fucking, well, sorry for swearing, but out in the back blocks of, like, yeah. Oh, you can swear on my show. It doesn't matter, mate. You can you can cut it anyway, eh? Yeah, exactly. If it's if it's too sweary, I'll cut it. But otherwise, I don't really care. Oh, I don't know it's fine. Much, sis. Honestly, I don't. It's just <laughs> I, a I little thing where you just got. It's just the Aussie. It's just the Aussie way. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, same. Like way of saying it, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm. But when we're at the back block, see, then this is west of Dubbo, right? Okay, New South Wales. And I don't know if I told you this. There's me and me mate, there's Mick, Tony, and myself. So we had these cyanide, well, we had these cyanide tablets, see? So well, we cyanide made, tablets? We made up our own cyanide tablets. What, what, to, for what like reason? In, in capsules. To, to take Just, yourself? No, 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 no. No, no way. And not oh, for to, any other for hun- Hunting? Yeah, 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 for hunting. So we'll, Got it. We're getting foxes. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, because the pelts were worth something like $35 a pelt, you know. This is back in the day. Oh, big money. Oh, yeah. Back, back in then. the day, yeah. So you don't shoot them because you leave a hole, you know. Yeah, yeah, right, yep. Yeah, yeah someone might be a bad shot, but it wouldn't, you know, stuff like that. But So we done these cyanide tablets up there eh, and, and we, like, shoot a roo, like knock a roo over, and we get a can of power. And we put the cyanide tablet inside the pow- uh, inside the like a bit of the meat of the pal, and then put it inside of the guts of the kangaroo. Anyway, we tie the kangaroo on the back of a like a rope. I know this sounds bad, but I mean this is just how it is. Because there's that many roos out there, mate. They're like rabbits, you know. Yeah. And um, and we drag this roo along, see. And I'd sit out the back of the ute and I'd whistle. I'd just go. Like that, see? And it brings the foxes in. Anyway, we're driving along. We only do about something like 15K, only slow, you know, like 10K, 15K an hour or something on the dirt road. We were up in the mountains, man. We got this big spotlight in the back of the ute, like back of the land, like four-wheel drive. And we got the biggest shines out for ages, you know, like and see everything, you know. And we should got it set on the on the roof. Anyway, we heard this big bang, like pow, man, like this big bang, you know, and it had nothing to do with the, the Land Rover or the nothing. We were and this big, big branch just fell on the on the road behind where we were, like, dragging the roo. Out comes this thing, man, grabs the kangaroo, right? This would have been about, I don't know, Sarah, it just come out on four, on four legs, Come out, grabbed it, hairy. It was like with the spotlight on it, um, would have been about, I don't know, brindley colour, like, well, not brindley, I'm sorry, like a orangey, like, you know, orangutan type. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that, eh, on the light, like the full on floodlight, like, bang, we could see for ages with this light on the back of the top of the ute. And these things come out, like the roo's about, I don't know, dragged about. 200 foot behind us, you know, well, not so much, I don't know, probably 100 foot, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. And this thing's come out on four, but it was about the height, the height of it running out, and we seen it. I said, Mick was driving, 
Mick Sengel in the rearview mirror. Hang on, we've got an airplane coming over top here. <laughs> yeah, I can hear it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. Anyway, and he's gone. River. And I went, stop. And this thing come out on four. Would have been about, oh, I don't know, four foot high, I suppose, on the back. And it just come out, grabbed the roux, took the roux, and just took off. And just snapped everything and just took off, eh? And we just looking there and Nick's gone with the gun, he was going to shoot it. And I'm going, no, 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 no. But see, we don't know what's happened. The thing is, we don't know what's happened. Because we just, we just went, we took off. We, we just, we, we jumped in the, in the land run. We, we were gone, we were gone. And we looked at each other, Ray, and we've gone, did you see what we see? And he's gone, yeah, and I said, yeah, right, okay. Now, we don't know what's happened to that dollar girl. Like that, yeah, well, you know. No, well, after, we so. Because I don't know if he's eating cyanide. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, how That's what and that's the thing that, that um, like, oh, Tony's gone now, God bless him, he went two years ago with cancer, but, but Mick, I've spoken to him about it and that's just a bad memory with him because he, he's seen the same thing as me. And he was frightened. Oh, yeah, he was um, he was kind of couldn't speak to anyone, eh, for a bit about anything in regards to, like, you know, there'd been an animal show on something on television, you know, like Animal Planet or something. He couldn't look at monkeys or anything like that. He couldn't look at, you know, anything. Like really, really traumatised. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, see the thing, Sarah, see what I seen at 12, I would have been like him at that time. But, I mean, like, I, I, I seen, and Lloyd seen it with me, you know. But but the thing is, it's in your mind. And it's, it's look, I see it like today. Buck Buckingham, I was talking to him one time, right, through Messenger, and we looked at each other on the phone. Oh, yeah, like that, yeah. Yeah, FaceTime. Yeah. And... I'm sitting right where I am now, right? And he showed me a, a pic of a, a Yowie's head, like it was a, a thing that he's got at home or something. Oh, yeah. Has he got this thing where he, he's got a, like a head thing? He's, oh, this, it must have been made for him by someone. Oh, he and he might have made it himself because he's, he's, um, he's, he's pretty quite artistic. A, yeah, he's very artistic, very creative. So he, yes, he's a, he's a great man. Yeah, he is. Um, but he showed me that, and I, I looked away. I had to look away. I, I had to go because I, that's what I've seen before, Sonny. So it was really triggering that, that bad yeah, memory. Yeah, those things for me, you know, like Dean Harrison, God bless you, brother, I love you, man. But, um, you know, Dean and I just spoken, like, not just, but spoken before, you know, about things and, yes. and Dean was pushed and all that time, you know. All these encounters that I've had, man, it's, it's, it's not me out there looking for them. They found me. <laughs> no, really, Sarah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm no. Like I said, I'm no researcher. Yeah. And I, I. You know, River. I'm. I. I'm. I was only. I wasn't laughing at that idea. I was. It was sort of a. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. Laugh because someone told me. In fact, Uncle Donnie, who I had on the show recently, he's a, a an an Iwan man. Um, he said that they only show themselves to people for a reason and generally, gen, generally it's to give them a spiritual awakening or a warning or, or something to wake them up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Did I ever share you the experience with Ken and I at a rabbit warren? Did uh, I ever tell you about that? I'm not sure. No, I don't think so. Okay, can I share that with you? Yeah. Ken's still alive. But he has these things too, where he just thought we had to, we had to go to counselling. Significantly, yeah. significantly traumatised. Oh, it's the first time. You know, when you see one of these things, Sarah, you'll never forget it. No. I, I still have nightmares, man. And the fact that it's so vivid in your memory after so many years says something too, doesn't it? It will always be there, yeah. yeah. You know, and, and like I say, I, was just, I just want to bring awareness to people out there because... Like we're encroaching now on areas, you know, which they've been there for a million or up with our people. Yeah. Our people 50,000 years ago have been growing up with them, you know. And I th- I think that's one of the the main problems at the moment and why they're showing themselves so much. Well, they've got no choice. I mean, like yeah. they, they just want to do what they do, but there's people who are going to see them there because there's more people, more traffic, more more. What's going on? You know, more housing estates in the forest, more roads, divisions yeah. everywhere. Yeah, you know, yeah, crazy. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So tell me about the 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 rabbit hunting. Yeah, yeah. Well, Ken and I. So yeah, I said to Kenny, I said, um, I said, Kenny, I said, um, I said, it's your uncle's um, it's your uncle's birthday next weekend. I said, look, I said, um, you know how much he loves a rabbit, and he said, yeah. And I said, well, look, you know, I know where there's a big warren, like big rabbit warren, see? And this is about, I don't know, 50k out of town. It's a place out there on Aboriginal land, see? Anyway, and no one lives out that way, Sarah. There's no one for miles, man. No one for miles, eh? Not even like a shack. Not even like, because we've been through that land. We've walked it. We've, there's a lot of creeks and everything through there, you know, a lot of, and you know what I've, I found through there, which, which was extraordinary, but you know where they got, you know, you got your crosses and everything, and you got your bends over, like your trees bending over and uh, branches yeah. over and all that sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All that sort of like your crosses, not only on the ground, but in on from tree to tree, see? And on, now on, I take notice of things like that, you know, because I'm thinking, right, because the old fellas told me all these things about dairy man, you know, what you see in the scrub, you take notice of, and you always always think about, well, you always expect the unexpected, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that was one of the things, so, you know, I'm thinking, right, you know, I look down and there'd be a cross in the ground, like, you know, two sticks like a cross, and I mean, like, who's going to put that there? And it's in the middle of nowhere, I mean, like, there's no one around, but there's a big rabbit warren, right? There's about 15 holes in this big rabbit warren. I've been knowing, I've known about this warren for years, right? We used to go with rabbits here all the time. And then I said to me, mate, Kenny, I said, he's a, like, he's not an Aboriginal. He's white fellas, see? But he's good, mate. He'd grown up a lot of black fellas, you know? Anyway, I said, I'll take you out here, brother. We'll go out and get him. But I've got to go over to Tiger's place, see, and get these ferrets. So we had, like, Tiger had these ferrets. His old mate of mine, see? He breeds ferrets. So we had we had um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, yeah, we had eight ferrets in these cages. Like all like I mean, yeah, four different cages, you know. Anyway, put them in the back of the ute, see? Off we go. We're driving out there. Anyway, gets out to the place, see, and we're sitting there and 
Righty, uh, let's go. We had to walk about, I don't know, 200 yards, I suppose, through a bit of bushland, you know, just a track. It was a bit of an opening where I could take the ute and just back it up and and then we only got about, I don't know, 50 yards to the warren. Well, you could see it and everything. Anyway, we went over there, see, and set the ferrets, you know, and put them down the holes, left the cages at the end of the holes and everything, you know. So anyway, we come back, see. We're sitting there and I don't know, would have been about an hour's gone by, I suppose. We're sitting out the back. We got a couple of beers, you know. We're sitting on the tailgate on the ute. And we're looking. We hear this. We hear this. Bang! Like that, you know. And I thought, God, what's that, mate? You know, he looked at what's that? And I, I don't know. Like a, like a tree branch being hit against a, like a gum tree branch hit against a gum tree. You know, like they say in the States with the wood knocking uh, type thing. Yep, yep, for sure. But it was like that, you know, but it was pow, it was so loud, eh? And there's no one around, it was so nice and quiet, you know. Next one out of nowhere, just bang, just big bang. Kenny's looked at me and he said, look there. And I said, what? He said, look there. And I can still see it today, eh, Sarah? This lad would have been about, I don't know, four-foot gum tree, I suppose. Like wide, like a big gum tree. And this lad was leaning out across from the gum tree and looking at us. And he'd pull himself back again. And he leaned back out again and look at us. And we caught him, we caught him a few times, man. He'd have been about, I don't know, 30 yards about from where I'm sitting. Yeah, what's that? 30 yards? No. Yeah, 30, 40 yards. Yeah, he was about there. He wasn't far away. We could see him. Yeah. Anyway, we heard this bang, crash on the left-hand side, see? And I know because of experience, right? Not the experience of knowing, but I mean, I do know, but I mean, they don't, there's not just one of them. Oh, no. There's always others, eh, you yeah. know? Yeah. They, they, there's a clan of them, look. And, and anyway, we heard this bang on the left, see? And I thought, oh, what's that, can I? And he looked over, look, and he's this fellow, mate. He'd have been about, I don't know. Seven foot, I suppose. Yeah, seven foot. And he's standing there, he's rocking around looking at us, but he crouched down. He come right down onto the ground, Sarah, eh? On the wall four, eh? We couldn't see him. And next thing you know, bang on the right, eh, from us. We heard this other sound, see? But that was a that was a different sound. That was like two rocks being hit together. That was different, you know, because I think they send different signals to each other in regards to what's going on. But they kind of like was pushing themselves around us, you know, like like putting us in an area where you've got to go, mate. Yeah, you know, you've got to go. Because you know what I thought that was, saying I do as I do still think today, because we got out of there, man. We got out of there. We left the cages. We left the ferrets and everything. Hey, eh? we got out of there. Yeah. I don't blame you. Oh yeah. oh, yeah, because it was getting where it was getting too hairy, Sarah. Oh, we had no weapons, which, you know, we can't fire guns. We wouldn't want to shoot them anyway. I don't want to kill no Yowie. Yeah, that's 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 my people, you know what I'm saying? That's They've been growing up with us for years. I mean, like, I don't want to hurt them. Yeah, well, my uncle spoke to them people. He knows. And look, you know, you know what, Sarah? I've never shared this with anyone else before. You're the first one. In 1994, at a place called Oberon in New South Wales, I had the opportunity to speak what we call gibberish. 
So you spoke with them? But they didn't, un- they could, I couldn't understand them. Uh, what, so what? I spoke to them in my Aboriginal language. Yeah. And they responded to me in gibberish. Oh, wow. And you know what, Sarah? They were only about 10 foot away from me in the bush and I couldn't even see them. Was it at, at night time or during the day? Nighttime. You can't do it at daytime. This is at night time. Yeah. We only do our lingo in Aboriginal time at night time with our people. They're our people, see? Yeah. With our different people. Yeah. And they've they... been with us for years. Come on, they've been with us for years. My uncle used to speak to them, sister. Well, what, Al? Tell me about down that. So... Down, 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 I, can even, I can even tell you where it was. So what? I didn't show you where it was. <laughs> so what did he, so was that in, in that area? Near Dubbo as well, your uncle? No, no. My uncle was down. No, he was down south coast, down Wallaga Lakeway up. Oh, right. Yep. Yeah, down there. Um, the Gulaga Mountain. Uh-huh. Gulaga Mountain. Gulaga Mountain. Uh, is that connected to Dulaga? Well, Dulaga, Gulaga, see? Similar sound. Gulaga. Gulaga, Dulaga. Yeah. See? Funny, eh? Tricky. So what what did your okay I've got lots of questions now <laughs> so what did your uncle what did your uncle I wanted to I want to, I'd love to ask you about what your uncle told you but before you just before we move on from from the Oberon story so you were you were sitting out there at night by yourself and and you knew that they were nearby so you you, you said something to them at Oberon yeah oh God no I was in the bush. I was doing some milling work in the in the bush in the mountains with my mate. He, he had a automat like a yeah the mobile mills. Uh, a mobile mill. Mill, yeah, like you mill wood. Oh yeah, yeah, right, a timber mill, yeah, mobile timber yeah. mill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got a mobile mill, so I was out there giving him a hand. Okay. Anyway, and he he jumped in the ute. This is about oh, by the time we finishes about about eight thirty nine at night or something. And he'd gone into town, see, because we're a little hut there. Like, you know them ones where, you, you know, like your electrical huts? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know them mobile things? Yes, yeah. Everybody much, you know, you just put two beds in there and sleep, get up early in the morning and go on attack again, you know, like we work, you know. And he'd gone into town, and it's about, I don't know, three-hour drive into town. We were up in the mountain, mate. <laughs> yeah, it was tricky, eh? Anyway, and I was sitting there, see, and I had radio, but all I had was ABC. Anyway, and I put it on, it was this jazz music, you know, and I thought, you beauty, at least it's music, you know. Anyway, and there's a, we had a like, couple of deck chairs. <clears throat> well, no, no, the fold-up chairs. You know the fold-up chairs? Yeah. I went out the back there, see, and there's about, I don't know, 10, 12-foot gap between here to the bush. Could be a bit more, 15, 20 foot, I suppose. Anyway... And I'm sitting out the back, see? Cracked a beer, first one. Anyway, and I thought, oh, God, well, you know, just thinking about the days, what, like, what the day was like, you know? And I hear this, like that, you know? And I thought, nah, I can't be a pig. Because we have no, well, we've got no dogs here. So it wasn't a dog, it wasn't a pig. But I heard this grunt, like a, like that, see? Anyway, thought nothing of it. I thought, oh, just a bird or something, you know, or something stupid, you know, because I was just, I've been busting me black ass all day working, you know. 
I got up, see, went inside, made a cup of tea, drank the tea, went and had a shower, see, freshened up. Come back out, and I was sitting there, see, just about light of smoke, and I heard this, like that, you know. And you know what I thought that was, Sarah? I thought that would have been the sewage or something or some gurgling through pipes. Yeah? Yeah, right. About, I don't know, 30 seconds later, like that again, see? I'm thinking, man, what's going on here, you know? Like, sit, I'm on my own, man. Nothing else with me, eh, but just the bush and the stars, you know? Anyway, and I went inside and I looked at the toilet and everything and there was no bubbling going on in there, you know, like, and checked things, you know, and listening inside went everywhere, you know, like around the place when I walked around, you know, looking and thinking, what's going on here, you know? I come back, sat down again, see? And I thought, right, let me smoke. And heard this, heard this, like that, like that sort of, like that. And I thought, oh, no. I went out onto that foot of the bush, like right on the edge of the bush, see? I went, and they went, there was a big pause for about 30 seconds, and they went, I didn't know what they said to me, but I knew what I said to them. What I you... said, don't you hurt me, you stay away. I'm your family. Wow. Yeah, but they said something to me, eh, but I couldn't understand. But, you know, like it was just so kind of tricky, eh? You know, I thought, wow. Yeah. Wouldn't it be cool to understand what they said? I know. And, you know, like, Dean, I, I really got a lot of respect for Dean Harrison, man. You know, he he, he put so much into the hours, like, like the research and everything, oh, you know. Yeah. That's a shame it can't be up there with you fellas and been in a full-time thing with you, you know. But um, I know what I've seen, Sarah, and, and you know, there's a lot of things I've seen before, like, besides, like, Yowie too, you know. Yes, well, you did tell me uh, oh, yeah. when we had a chat not that long ago. We had a lovely yeah. long yarn on the phone, and you told me you'd seen some little people. Oh, yeah. Do you want to tell the yeah. Yowie Central listeners about that? Because it was so fascinating. Oh, look, it was unbelievable. I've, oh, you know, and my old people used to tell me about them, you know. They'd say, be careful of what's out there because you never know what you're going to see. And you won't believe what you see until you see it, you know. And I think, right, oh. But when I seen them, when well, we come back from potato farming, see, me and the old mate were looking after a person's house, and, you know. And to go down to Melbourne, and I'll never forget that. And the place had this gone over the back of it, had this like a like an archway type thing with all the vines and everything. And you remember, right? Yeah. And that lad come out. That lad come out, and he. He had like dungarees on, like with a pipe, but his old fella with a beard. And he'd have been about, oh, I don't know, two foot. Yeah, yeah fella come out with a pipe. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like dungarees, like, yeah, I mean, like overalls type dungarees type things. Yeah, on. yeah, like a little garden gnome or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Where was that again? Yeah. Oh, it was out the back blocks of Mullumbimby. And so you saw 
Like a little two-foot male little person with a beard and a pipe. And then when he, because see, that was, that was with Kenny and I, right? Oh, not Kenny and I. It was with Peter and I. But we just come back, got a cart and a beer on the way home, sat back. We were naked, man. It was 2.30 in the Arvo, something like stupid, like 37 degrees. So we pulled stumps early, eh, and we come back, see? And we were sitting underneath this place in the mate's place. We were just, you know, because he had to go down to Melbourne to help with his mother and that, everything. You know, she's going through some bad times and and with health, you know. She said, yeah, we'll look after the place. And he said, you look after the potato. So we're doing a potato farming, see? So we were out there. We got out, well, we got out there early in the morning. I mean, like, gee whiz, you know, about five in the morning or something. We were out there around here to, you know, drive about a K. We get home, sits at the back underneath that bit I was telling you about with the vines over the top. And there's an area where you can sit, you know, and there's an opening to like another gate, like a doorway, where you can go out to your left and it goes into bushland, into the scrub. It's all a scrub. All bushland, you know. Anyway, and we're sitting there and we only had about, I don't know, three or four or five drinks out of the bottle, I suppose. And here comes this little fella walking out. And he had a pipe in his mouth, he had a beard, and he had this, you know, and, and me bro, he's going, look here, look here, look here, look here, look here, look at this fella, yeah? And he walked out, and he looked at us, and he was gone. He went through, seeing the scrub. And I said, did you see what I seen? He said, yep, we've seen this little man, these little people. So we kind of trying to work out in our heads what we'd seen. I mean, like, you know, we've been out in the sun all day thinking, well, did we see what we're really seeing? And phew, it was amazing, man. Anyway, we're trying to work out what we're seeing. We're talking about it, you know. I'm going, God, gee whiz, bro. I said, so we better have another drink after this one, you know. So we got another beer. We're sitting there. Next thing you know, four of them had come out after about, I don't know, half an hour or something, you know. They'd walked out and they looked at us and scattered back into the bushes. Well... That was it. We were on post then, mate. We didn't know. You know we, were just, we just sat out the back, and we never seen anything else again like that. What did they look like? What did the four look like? I remember, think you remember, I think I remember you told me that, yeah. they, that there were females too. Yep, yep, yep. Two females, two males. Two little fellas, two, two little girls. Can you describe what they, were, what they looked like? Yeah. They were like, like your normal little girls. I mean, like, you know where you get your pixies type? Little pixies type thing, you know, like a... like Tinkerbell or something like that. No, not so much like Tinkerbell. Pixies type, you know, like well, more like a, was girl. it more like a gnome? More like a gnome? Like, like gnomey girls? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's just they just look different because they look they had long hair. The other two, you could tell they were males because they. They just look like little, little kind of little men and then two little girls. But I mean, like, but they had hair and the other two didn't, you know? What colour was their skin? Oh, yellowish. And what about, yeah, what did the, the... Kind of a beigey yellow, yellowy beigey type thing. Because we had the back light on. We had a big spotlight, like the, you know, your 100 waters. Mm-hmm. I think we had that on there, so that was shining. But we seen them, eh? We seen them. Yeah, and no, they, I, I believe you. And they were gone, man. They were gone. What were they? Were they 
talking to each other or were they making any expression on their faces? They had an expression like, uh-oh, we've been caught. <laughs> yeah, the look of kind of like, uh-oh, yeah, and the four ran back in the bush. But the old fella, the first fella we seen, he looked, he didn't even know we were here. Because they must wander through there, see, ungodly hours of the night or morning. Yeah, and at their own leisure. But when he spotted us, the old fella, he didn't even know we well, he did spot us, but I mean later on, because he didn't even know we were there when he when he first came out. We didn't know he was there either until till brother spotted him. But he's gone, hey look here, look here, look here, he said, yeah. And then he walked for about another four or five pages, and then he spotted us because he heard him. And bang, he was gone, man. He was so quick, eh? Hey? So I'd like to know what's in his pipe. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I wonder, like, what... So the clothes that they were wearing... So the, the old fella was wearing kind of overalls. Yeah, um, like dungarees. Dungarees, yeah. yeah. And what about yeah. the girls? They just had, a, like, shorts type thing down to their knees. Okay. The same with the boys. The same with the boys had the same with the girls, but you could tell that was different. Yeah, yeah, different. They were well. You said they had long hair, didn't you? The girls. Yeah, girls had long hair. Yeah. Yeah, and oh. and so what colour were the what colour were the overalls or the dungarees? Oh, greyish blue, bluey greyish type thing. What sort of like did you? What sort of material was it made of? Did you get I, a? I didn't have the opportunity to touch it. I mean, like, no. If I did, I'd have caught him. <laughs> I'd have him in now, mate. I tell you what, I'd be the richest black farmer in Australia in the world. <laughs> you probably would be. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking. I, I'm I'm happy for them though that you didn't catch him. <laughs> I, I, I do too, because I tell you what, it'd be hard to maintain him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you never know what sort of powers and abilities uh, Sarah something have. Yeah. Have you heard of Brown Jacks? Yes, I have. So, as from what I understand, brown jacks are uh, another word for the the little hairy fella. Mm-hmm. So, do you reckon? Do you reckon? But these guys don't sound like brown jacks because they weren't hairy all over, were they? Well, the little lad I seen at a place called Colerenabri. He was he was he was a little hairy fella. Ah, so you saw, you seen a little a little Junjadi as well. Junjadi. Junjadi, yeah. yeah. Junjadi, same as the hairy, as same as brown jacks. Yeah, different name. yeah, that's same. Oh, right. well, same thing, but different names. Eh? Yeah, Junjadi and Oof. brown jacks. Eh? Where was that? A place called Colerenabri. Was that in, in New South Wales? Yeah. Colerenabri. Was that anywhere near Narrabri and? Um, the Pilliga, is that near the Pilliga? Uh, yeah, close, but no, back down normally around, yeah, New South Wales. I'm not going to tell you where this place is because it's kind of, I'll share it with you though. Oh, yeah, you don't, we don't have to share it online. I mean, on, on air, that's okay. Yeah. Well, a mate of mine lives up there, see? Right. And what, what happened there? What happened in that situation? I'll tell you. Went up there for the weekend, see, and him and he's like, he's a worker. His name's Paul. He's a worker and his name's, and his missus name's Natalie. And she's a worker too, see. So I went up there on the Friday Arvo and I said, well, you pick the young bloke off. They lived about, their driveway's about a kilometre from the house. They live out in the bush. 
I got there, see, and got myself in, because they're both at work. They knew I was there. Anyway, he gets a phone call from Paul. He said, you there, brother? And I said, yeah, I'm here. He said, yeah, you know where your room is? I said, yeah, no worries, bro. He said, can you get can you get Steve off the off the bus? I said, yeah, no worries. The young bloke, the, the young bloke, Stephen. He needs about eight year old, see? I said, what time does the bus pull up? And he said, around about four o'clock in the afternoon. And I said, right up. He said, you can take the motorbike down there or you can take the four-wheeler, whatever you want, you know? And I said, no, I'll just walk down there, you know, give me a bit of exercise, you know? Because the young bloke's got a push bike that he's got down at the gate and he just rides it home, see, from the bus when he gets dropped off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they got this big gate, you know, them big gates that you got and they open up? Yeah, yeah. Like cattle gates type thing? Yes, yep, big farm gate. Yeah, yeah the big farm cattle gates. Anyway, and that's one of them on the front like from the from the highway, see? Come to that time, you know, and I'm walking down there, see? And I've got about, I don't know, 50 yards away or something, I'm walking down. And I've seen, I've seen this, this bloke, like this, this thing sitting on the fence, like on that, on that gate, I mean. Oh, anyway, I'm walking down close and the bus pulled up, see? I'm about, I don't know, yeah, 50 yards away or something. And the bus pulled up, and the bus let the young fella off, Stephen off, see? Anyway, and he jumped off the bus, the bus is gone, and he come down and he was playing with his fella on the gate. And I'm walking down, see? I'm getting closer and closer, and I'm thinking, I've only seen one lad get off the bus. Who's the other fella? And they're both playing and everything, you know, playing on the gate, swinging the gate back and forward, you know, onto the road and off the road, and yeah? Be playing on his gate. And as I got closer, the little lad, he looked at me, hey, not Stephen, but the other fella, he looked at me and he went across the road and ran into the bush. And I said to Stephen, I said, hey, I said, how you going? He said, hey, g'day, Uncle River. How you going? I said, good, son. I said, who was that fella? He said, that's my mate. And I said, what's his name? He said, I don't know. He said, every time I get off the bus, he's always here to play with me. <laughs> And I said, true. I said, have you told mum and dad? And he said, no. And I said, right now. I said, I won't say anything. Yeah. But I had to tell, I had to tell brother about it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, because where there's a baby, there's the elders, you know. Uh, exactly. So you reckon, you reckon this little one was maybe not, not a little hairy fella, but a juvenile, big hairy fella? No, no, no. He, he's, 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 he's brown jack, he's little fella. Oh, so a baby brown jack. Yeah, he's only a little fella. See, he's a little juvenile brown jack. So right. he playing with the little lad, see? Right. What did he look like? Well, yeah. Hey? What did he look like? Well, to me, he looked like chimp, like a little chimp. Right. Yeah, he looked like chimpish, you know? But he never had a, he never had a, like a man face. Because he, because he, he looked at me, see? And I was only about, like I said, 30, 40 yards away. I wasn't that far away. I've got good eyesight, you know? And I could see him. And he looked straight at me, and that's when he scarped off that gate, see, and going off, off, off into the bush. Right. And that's when I said to Stevie, I said, hey, I said, hey, how you going? Hey, Uncle, Uncle Rivia. Who's that, who's that fella you play? Yeah. Wow. And we walked all the way up. He had his push bike. I said, oh, I'll just wheel your push bike for you, son. 
I said, look, and I'm asking him questions, you know. I'm saying, hey, I said, how long have you been playing with him for? And he said, I've been playing with him for a long while, Uncle River. I said, yeah, I've been playing with him for years. And he's only eight. <laughs> so he's been a part of his life since he's been starting jumping on that bus, see? Oh, my God, that is so cool. I love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was so deadly, sis. And I'm thinking, wow. Anyway, I told his parents about it, though. And so, I mean, it's good. They, they're, um, they're with us. They're, they know they're out there. Not only not only the big fellas, but you know, the little hairy ones as well. And yeah. I'm I'm thinking if he was in any danger, if young Stephen had been playing with them for years, then he was clearly in no danger from them. How long ago was that? Does he still see the little one? Oh God, that was in 1998. Right. So this that little Stephen's grown up now. Does he? Oh, yeah. He'd be older now. Oh, God, yeah. And um, I wonder if he's still got that in his mind, you know. I, I haven't seen him for a while, but but um, it'd be interesting. Yes, it'd be fascinating to find out when, when if they stopped, you know, playing together and, and when that happened and whether he still has, you know, sees the grown-up well, grown little you know, hairy fella. You know... Once again, once you see them, you won't forget them either. Yeah. Well, my sister-in-law, Irene, right, she lives in a place called Walliger Lake with her brother, CJ. Now, they were getting, well, it wasn't CJ. He wasn't in the taxi, but Irene and her two nieces were in a taxi. And the taxi driver's in the front. The old sister-in-law, she's in the back with the nieces, see? And they're driving along. These two brown jacks ran across the road in front of the taxi driver. Well, he shit himself. He didn't know what they was. Irene seen them. She said, keep going, mate. Keep going. Don't stop, you know. And when he got to where he had to drop them off, which was 11 kilometres away, he didn't charge them any sort of fare or nothing. He said, you won't tell anyone what I've seen, eh? And she said, go away. She said, we see them all the time. <laughs> so but the taxi driver's obviously thinking, I don't want anyone to think well, I'm crazy. doesn't mean we like to be ridiculed, see? Yeah. You know, Sarah, I didn't open up to anyone about what I've seen for a long time, you know. It took me a long time to open up before I actually told people. That's a very... It's very similar to a lot of the people I talk to. I've spoken to people who had experiences 20, 30 years ago and it's still incredibly vivid in their minds, but they haven't, they haven't felt they were able to share it with anybody up to that point. Well, look, the only people I could share it with was my, my people, like my uncles and aunties. Now, I lost my last auntie from, our, from my mother's side of 15 and I lost my other uncle the other, other day or the other week from my father's side of 15. So all them fellas shared a lot of stuff like this with me. And not only Yowies, but a lot of paranormal. Ah, right. The other... Oh, yeah, the other... You know, like I had a gun. I've had a gunge with me. He's still with me. I've been him. I've had him since I was about 13. And that was the time, straight after I'd seen my first encounter with the Yowie, see? 
Bramble River. I was 12 then. Next thing you know, I got this this thing that happened to me, see? And I was sitting on, on, on well, I was laying in bed. And I felt this thing hit me on my arm, see? And I had nothing in there. It was just me in the bed, you know? And this thing hit me on my arm and I woke up. And I seen this fellow standing there. And I didn't know what to say. I didn't know who he was. But then he'd gone. He just, he looked at me and then he just went, like as in just faded out, you know? Right. But what did he look like? Aboriginal. Aboriginal man. Did he say anything or he was just looking at you? He just looked at me. Right. He tapped me on the shoulder and looked at me. Well, I asked my old grandmother, see, because I'm a stolen fella, see, I was taken away. Oh, River, that's, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. That's okay. So my grandmother come, come and got me from the welfare, see? And she taught me a lot of tribal stuff, you know, with, but she can only tell me so much because it's other than that, it's women's business, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. And so she had, she had nine sons and six daughters, so... My uncles, they took me away and taught me all the business, see? How to dig for yams, how to do this, how to, you know, what berries to eat, what not to eat, what to do, what not to do, you know? And be be respectful in life. You know, they were like a... Look, my uncles were all shearers, hard-working fellas, you know? And they were out in the bush. There was an incident one of my uncles told me about. And it was a place called Woolamaringal. And they had in the newspaper out there about this beast of Woolamaringal. They don't know what that was. They never ever found out what the beast of Woolamaringal was. And you know what, Sarah? I reckon it was a Yowie. Because there was a shearer's quarters and this bloke was living out there in the shearer's quarters. And someone said something about, oh, I wonder how old mate's going out there, you know, so we'll go and check on him. When they went out there, he was just all over the place, like, you know. And they come into town and they told people like the constabulary about it, you know. So they they went out there and checked it out. Eh? It's called the, the Beast of Woolamaringal. And, yeah, there was a thing in the paper about it. I still remember that. And it was handed down to me old uncles and they said, look, it's out there, you know. And I said, yeah, I know you've told me all about it, you know. Did they? Because they always, they've always said to me, Sarah, don't go there out there at night time, look. Because, you know, the lads are out there. Yeah. The lads are out there, right? And I said, righto, righto then. But, you know, Sarah, I love the bush. I've always been out in the bush, you know. And I love getting out there. And I'm, even though I'm down here in Adelaide at the moment, but... It won't be like this in 2023. I'm heading back up home in the bush, mate. Oh, good. Yeah. Good, man. Yeah, I'm going back up, mate. I'm going to get back up where I belong, you know. Heading back I've home. Been in, I've been in Noongar country too long. I mean, I've got to get back home, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I, I, I want to get back up there where I feel like I'm associated back with them again. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just like I miss them. It's crazy because every time I went out in the bush, even in Thora, right, when I was there, when I seen that family, man, that done me. 
like when I was in the morning, you open the door, like a Ford Econovan, you know, like I'm coming down the road, you know, like on the way to give me breakfast radio show that morning, I was sitting in there. And all my dog, Lumina, she's in the back, you know, and all my gear's in the back. I didn't have my phone on me. I mean, if I'd had my phone, I'd have got them, I'd have got a, I'd have got a pick of them. Honestly, no joke. I was only about 20 yards away, you know. They'd have heard the motor, yeah. But I didn't know they were there. I come down that, like, it was, like, foggy, but it wasn't that, I had it on a low beam, didn't have it on high beam. And when I come around that bend and I see them standing there, the father and the mother and two juveniles, eh? Well, that done me. Numina, my dog, her name's Numina. I call her Numina because it means night night time in our Gumbangi language. She's a she's a great Dane cross Alsatian, so she's not a little dog. Oh, she'd be beautiful. Oh yeah, she's crazy. She's sixteen next week. Oh goodness. <clears throat> So she's seen a lot of shit too, eh? She's seen Yowie. She's seen orbs with me, Sarah. Yeah, right. How did she react? Oh, God. She was just going off her tits, man. Right. In the back of my I'm speaking to her in lingo because she understands my language. I'm going, and she come down in between the seats and we were looking straight at him. And the old fella, he'd have been about, I don't know, Eight foot, I suppose, nine foot. Yeah, because the water was up to, like, it's only, the water was only about, I don't know, three foot. So it was nothing to them. But um, he locked eyes with me, eh? And he had kind of like yellow, yellowy, orangey type coloured eyes, eh? Like, it was funny because, and then he, he kind of nudged the old girl. And then they just moved on, eh? But they move quick, so quick, so quick. And they, you know, it was it was just amazing. And I've gone, no way. So I've gone in, done my show, rang up my uncle. I still got to talk to you, Unc. I've seen something which you know about, and I've got to tell you something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was crazy, man. Yeah, so... So the big fella, the the big fella that you locked eyes with, had yellow, yellow, yellow eyes. Orange, yeah. Was that it? An eye, eye shine because it was night time and you had the lights on, right? It was the morning. It's oh, about sorry. yeah. It was about four thirty, yeah, four thirty in the morning, four for four forty five something in the morning. So yeah, I was on the way to do Reiki radio. So I had to drive, yeah, you know, like forty k, like like k. So, yeah, it was early. And, and they were there, they were there, they were there. They were standing right there, man, and I'm looking at him. Because mm-hmm. he seen me come around the bend, see, because there's a bit of a blind spot, the big mountain bit, you know, not mountain bit, but hill bit on your left, and they couldn't see me until I come around that corner onto the bridge. It's only a low-level bridge. When I come around and I seen the lad, I seen him straight up, and he looked at me, and I put the brakes on, and I just had the lights on him, eh? And do you think I could get over the back to get that phone quick enough? Nah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, when, when he locked eyes on me, see, I'm looking straight at him, Sarah looking straight at him, eh? And, you wow. know, he put his head down and give her a nudge and then they walked it. Oh, yeah, they were quick. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. But you know what? That is... Real man, they are out there, eh? Because I've seen, I don't give a shit when anyone says they can tell me, you know, it took me a long time, but you know, to tell anyone, but you know what, Sarah, there are a lot of other people out there who have seen them that won't admit it, yeah, you know, and we want them to come forward and say, hey, come on, don't don't be afraid of saying it because look, there's there's other people besides you and I that are saying, I mean, like, man. I mean, like, I was I was working for this mob right in Kalang, which is just out of Bellingen, up in the mountains. Anyway, and I said to him, I said, how you going, Dean? Like, this is, he's like, his name's Dean. And he said, River, he said, can you drive in the Coffs Harbour and get some batteries? Like, you had this solar business? You know, the big solar batteries you get? Yeah. Anyway, and so I drove into Coffs Harbour waiting for this truck to turn up, put them on the back of the ute and then bring them back to Kalang, you know. And Coffs from Kalang's about, oh, I don't know, you know, 45-minute drive, hour drive or something, yeah. Anyway, he gets there and I told the lad, I said, look, I said, well, I'm just here to pick up a, um, some batteries, these solar batteries for old mate, you know. And he said, oh, no, the truck's about, a, oh, about two hours away, mate. There's a bit of a thing going up north, you know, and I said, oh, good, okay, no worries. So I rang up Dean soon, I said, I said, look, I'm just going to hang around Coffs Harbour because, you know, like, it's going to be two hours for the trucks here, and he said, no worries. So anyway, I went over to the Greenhouse Tavern, so you could go and have a beer just to wait for the truck, see. Anyway, and I'm sitting there, and this bloke pulled up, see, with his wife, with his child, and the child, see, well, his wife dropped him off and he had the kid, this young fella, see? He walked in. I didn't know this fella from a bar of soap, Sarah. He walked into me and he said, into the, into the, I was in the beer garden having a beer, see? He walked in. He said, G'day, mate, how you going? I said, yeah, good, mate. He said, can I leave my young bloke here with you until I get a beer? And I said, yeah, not a problem, mate. Young? And his young bloke was named Scott. I said, G'day, Scott, how you going, mate? And he said, Good, thank you. You know, yarn away, you know. His father came back, shook hands, and he said, Thanks, mate. And I said, No worries, mate. I said, You know what? I said, That, like, I could have been anyone, you know. I could have been anyone, Sarah. I could have been some mental child, you know. I could have taken that kid away and he wouldn't even know, eh? Yeah. Yeah. It's strange, I mean, like, it's strange leaving your, your child with a man you've never met before at the pub. 
I said, hey, you know, I said, well, thank you, mate, because I told him that, you know, and I said, well, he said, you know why I, I did it? And I said, why? He said, because you look like a respectable Aboriginal man. Yeah. I said, well, thank you, brother. Yeah. I said, thank you very much. Anyway, and he said, after a bit of a yarn, you know, he said, can I ask you something, mate? And I said, yeah, what's that? He said, do you believe in Yowies? <laughs> well, that done me. That done me, so right. Yeah. That done me, and I said, right. I said, okay. I said, what do you know about Yowie's brother? <laughs> well, he lives up in Deervale. You heard of Deervale? No, where's that? It's on, uh, it's west of Coffs Harbour, going between, it's in, well, Coffs Harbour, uh, I mean, sorry, Dorigo. You've heard of Dorigo? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and well, you go west of Dorigo, you've got Deervale, then you've got Armadale. Okay, yeah. And all up that way. Yep, I know where you are. Well, this fella lives in Deervale. And they had to come down and do some stuff with some other business, but anyway, and, and um, he started yarning me about, yeah. And I said, how do you know about Yowie's brother? He said, well, me and my father were down doing some fencing. They live out in a property at Deervale, see? Well, he's got his own property, handed down through generations, see? He said him and his father was out there putting up this, like doing fencing. And it was about 6.30, 7 o'clock at night. He was, it was just getting on dark, dark, too dark to, to see type things, you know. And I heard this crash, bang, crash, bang, crash, bang. It was like a freight train coming through the bush. And they seen this big airy thing running through there. And that's what he said to me, eh? He said, I said, what'd you, what'd you hear? And he said, bang, crash, bang, like a freight train. I said, what, did you, did you get any visual? And he said, yeah. He said it was a big airy thing, brother. <laughs> and I bet you he hadn't told anybody Mm-mm. about he it. Hadn't told anyone. Yeah. Yeah. He hadn't told, and you know what? It was so funny because I said to him, I said, "Why are you telling me?" Is it because I know with your culture? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he knows a lot of the Aboriginal lads up there, you know. And but he hadn't, yeah, you know, hadn't had the opportunity to speak to anyone. And then he asked me, I mean, like, and I'm going, "Wow, brother." That is so good. I mean, like, it's good that you share that with me because I, then I told him about my experiences, see? Yeah. And it was just, it was just, um, it was just uh, crazy. I mean, like, how can someone random walk up and just ask you that, you know? Oh, it sounds like it was all meant to heaven. Well, the same thing down here. When I come down here, I do my radio show now, Flurio, as you know. I pulled in the Mount Compass of the baker shop and that bloke, yeah, you know, he was in there getting a pie before me, you know, on the way to do radio, and I've come out, and this bloke's gone, excuse me, you're Aboriginal. I said, do I look Japanese? And, um, yeah, he said, do you, 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 <laughs> do you, you look Japanese? <laughs> 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 you look quite different from Japanese. <laughs> Absolutely. He asked me about, he said, have you heard about the Black Panther around here, mate? And I'm going, no, I'm not from here, mate. I was, I'm from New South Wales. I've only been down here a month. I said, what's going on? And he said, well, besides that, he said, have you heard of the Yowie? And I said, oh, no. I said, look, I'd love to sit in Yamadu, mate, because he lives up in the lofty ranges. And um, he reckons he's had experiences up there. I said, I'd love to sit in Yamadu, mate, but he got me radio show to do. And it was the same time I'd been on live from up in the Goldie. Oh, right. So you couldn't miss the show. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah, oh, cool. 
Mm. Cool. So you didn't get you didn't get a chance to meet up with him later or anything and hear about it. Oh God, no! I've never seen him again. Me whole born natural, eh? I mean, like, <laughs> nah, nah. But there's another thing I want to share with you too. Yeah. You know, I talk about the Pillig Scrub, right? Yes. I bumped into a bloke here about oh God, three weeks ago, and well, it was in it. It was in a coffee shop, no, not a coffee shop, in a baker's, a bakery. Oh, yeah. And I was getting something to eat and heard this bloke talking about the pillig scrub. And I said, where are you from, mate? And he said, Coona Barabran. I said, ah! He didn't, I didn't know him, white fella. I didn't know him, he didn't know me. I didn't, you know. And I said, excuse me, mate, can I have a yarn to you? So we got to talking, his name's Craig. I said, oh, I said, hey, you from Cooner, mate? He's gone, yeah, mate. We're having a good yarn out the front, see? I said, you know about the pillager then, don't you? And he said, oh, yeah, God, yeah. <laughs> he, said, he said, a lot of people won't go out there or don't don't pull up there. And I said, yeah, well, you know what it's like, eh? And he's gone, yeah. Like, I've seen the footage with you guys out there when you're doing your stuff. Have you heard whoops? Uh, the boys have, yes. I've I haven't personally, but um, the boys have heard whoops. Uh, they've heard mumbles and gurgles and uh, all sorts of strange noises out there. I had a mate of mine, mean Michael Truth. His name's Michael Truth. That's his surname, Michael Truth. <laughs> That's a great surname. We're at this place, and it's in between, like it's where one river runs into another. Like yeah. a fork? Yeah. <clears throat> and we were there, see, we were fishing. This is about, oh, I don't know, three in the afternoon or something like that. And this is 2000 and 2012. And we are sitting there, see. And there was a few cattle up on the top, up on the, where the lads had got their, or like, you know, they come down like with their properties and up everything. And they'd come down, you could see the trails where they come down the river to have a drink. Oh, yeah, yep. And go back up. But it's all like all like gum trees, it's all heavy, heavy like foliage, you know, like it's all bush. We're sitting there, see? And we heard this big bang in the ground, you know, like on in the water, like a big splash in the water. And there was a big rock thrown in there, see? Anyway, we were sitting there and didn't think nothing of it once again, you know, like sitting there. And we seen this other rock come out. We seen it literally thrown and land in the river. And we thought there was people up there, see? Mean mark of truth. Feeding them. I said, there must be people up there, brother. I said, mucking around, you know, like having a party or something. He said, I'll go and have a look. <laughs> and I said, no, don't go up there. Right? I said, no, don't go up there. And I said, it might be mad fellas, you know, like they might be silly fellas, you know, like they might belt you up or something, you know, like bash you or something. Did he go up there or not? He said, no, come on, brother. I said, we'll go up there. And I said, right, oh, then. So we both walked up there. So we like, got our line. We just had the hand lines, you know, no rods, just the hand lines. Anyway. Put him in the bag and we walked up there, see? 
If you had to walk up a bit of a grade, would it be about, I don't know, 40, 50, 60 yards? It's length of football field, put it that way. Anyway, we're walking up there and we got this smell, man. It was so bad, eh? And I said, like I said, did you bore? And he said, no, I didn't bore. Bore means fart, see? <laughs> right. Mm. And this smell was kind of like, oh, I don't know, like, you know where you get, like, like urine, like piss? Yeah. And, oh, it was a bit of a mixture, eh? It was like, like a dead animal with piss type thing, I don't know. It was just a really different smell. I smell a lot of things, eh? But, you know, this was kind of different. And it did, when it hit your nostrils, you know about it. It wasn't good. It was like, yeah, shitty, pissy, urine dead freaking body type shit. Anyway, we gets up there, so, and, um, and we heard this, we heard this kind of a, like there was, like there was trees being, like, moved. And we were thought, we thought someone was up there with a bobcat or something moving stuff around. Didn't hear any engines, but it was like someone moving that type stuff with something heavy machinery. Like, it was just kind of tumbling, you know, like the trees and that. We didn't hear any sounds, just the, the trees moving, you know, like rolling down the hill. We gets up there and we seen this fella. He's standing here at the back to us. And he was, he was, he had hairy back. And he was bending over to push this tree. Look, there's this, this old gum tree that had fallen over, see? Anyway, and I said to Trufy, I said, you see that? And he said, yeah, he said, nah, that must be a movie. He thought it was someone do, filming a movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> like someone with a suit on type thing, you know? So we kept walking, see, Sarah. We kept walking. Michael True's still alive today, and he can verify this with me, man. We're walking along, eh? And we're looking, we're looking, and we're thinking, no, that's not a fella in the suit, brother. That's, no, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's every fella, bro. That's every man. And look, hey, honestly, there was two other lads with him, and they had the other one at the bottom of the tree moving it, see? And they put it around. They swung that tree around and we watched them and they seen us. We belted it. We hooked it. We ran it. Man. They seen us. Eh? There was two. There was one in the middle because we couldn't see them. They were down the bottom. But the only one we seen was the back of him, the fellow with the back. And because the tree was coming down the bank. And then when we got over and walked again, we seen the other two pushing this big gum tree around, eh? It was long. It would have been about 60-foot, 70-foot gum tree, man. It was would have been three-foot wide. Right, and they were helping yeah. each other move it. Yeah, they moved around in a straight way. So they must have been doing something, see, and we caught them in the act. Were they actually picking it up in their arms or were they pushing in it? Arms, in their arms and moving it. When the big lad at the front that we seen, when we first was, we, we seen the back of him. We seen the back of the lad, see. What colour was he? Black. Black and he was black. tall, black. you reckon? Oh, well, he was bending over with the tree, see? Yeah. Well, I reckon if he'd have stood up, he'd have been, oh, I don't know, oh, I don't know, probably eight foot or something, but he looked around about five foot as it was, like six foot or something as it was, you know? Yeah, yeah. So if he'd have stood up, he was bending down with the, because with the, they must have pulled that tree out of the ground, see, because there was a big hole in there. Okay. And did he have it in, his, in his arms? 
He had the base of it, see, and the other two lads, one was in the middle and the other one was up near the top, you know, but it was about a 60-foot long gum tree, but they had the one in the middle, one on the front bit and one on the bottom with the base of it, you know. Right. Wow. And they turned, it, they turned this whole thing around. We hooked it, mate, we gone. We said, no, I'm going to start and look. No, we gone. We, we ran, eh? We ran, I tell you, and we got in the car, mate. We just went. And you know what? Michael Truth hasn't been the same since. How terrifying to see three of the three, three. Of, the, three yeah. of the big hairy fellas strong enough to move around a tree a that size. Like that. <laughs> yeah. And just straighten it. And we've seen that, man. I've gone, nah. We're out of here, bro. Come on, let's go. Um, <laughs> I don't blame you. Were the other two black as well, or were they different colours? Same. Same. But they are grey, like bits of grey in the May. It's just kind of funny how the sun shone on them. Yeah. Yeah, like it was black, though. How, how far away were they? Oh, God. I don't know. Well, we only had to walk 100 yards to where they were, so it would have been, I don't know, 20 feet away, 30 feet away or something. Yeah. They were okay. close. Yeah, close. They, were close. they weren't. But, see, there was so much noise going on. They didn't, because we were upwind of them. They couldn't smell us, but we seen them. Because we seen the back of the lad, see? Because I said, what's that? And he said, I don't know. So we kept walking, saying, we're looking at the lad. And, and we knew that was not, it wasn't human. It was something, it wasn't in a monkey suit because you could see all the muscle definition. Oh, yeah, you could see the muscle definition and even moving that base of that tree. And then when we got over that bit and looked down, when that tree come around is when they come off that bottom bank and we could see the other two. We going, oh, no, come on, we're out of here. Come on, let's go, 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 go. But think, we didn't go out. Do you hmm? think that were they the same size as the first one you saw? Oh, it depends, see, because the one we saw was closer. The ones we seen was like, you got a 60-foot, 70-foot gum tree. I mean, like, they're further away. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, not that far. I don't know. Could have been juveniles. I don't know. But they look, I don't know. It's hard to say, sir. It would have been easy. Eight to nine foot, that first fellow we seen the back to waters. Yeah. Like, he looked, like I said, he looked six foot just at his back, like the way he was. Yeah, right. Just moving that tree. But if he had stood up, which we didn't get, oh, I didn't want the opportunity to see that. I just wanted to go. <laughs> no. We've seen the other two because we didn't know what was moving that tree down the bottom, see. And we knew that the big fellow from there couldn't swing that tree on his own. Right. So there must have been other movement down the bottom, and that's what we've seen. And we've gone, uh-oh, time to go. Well, yeah, I'm not surprised. Where like we don't go looking for this. We don't. We're not researchers. It's just things that happens with us. <laughs> where was you that know? again? What, where, what was the location? Down at in between the, out there in between the, the two rivers of. Which rivers were they? Castle Ray and Tarabagar uh, uh, and the Macquarie. Because on that middle there, see, there's an Aboriginal mission there. It's called Tarabagar Mission. So, and and you reckon, you mate. Uh, Mike wasn't the same afterwards. No, nah, he's um, he wasn't the same, mate. He was no. Nah. What did you say? What, what did you did you talk about it in the car on the way home? Well, I couldn't say much. I mean, like he didn't say much to me. Yeah, it was kind of like as if he'd seen something which he didn't believe that he'd seen, but he didn't didn't know how to talk about it. 
Yeah. And you have, so, have you spoken to him much about it since? Last time I spoke to Michael Truth was around about, gee whiz, 2017. Right, right, so about five years afterwards. Yeah. And um, I brought it up with him. All he said was, yeah, I remember. And that was it. Didn't touch on it, nothing. Wow. I find it fascinating, you know, because if it was me, I'd be wanting to talk about it, to rehash it, to go over it, to, you know, to relive it. I'd, I'd, be, I'd be wanting to talk about it to everybody. But so it's interesting that, and it's not the first time I've heard that, that, that people who perhaps were actually really so frightened that well, they... Well, so, that's his first time. He hadn't seen stuff like that. Where I've, I've seen that beforehand, you know. And yeah, yeah. So he just he didn't didn't know what to do with it. But he didn't know that I knew about them. Right. I never shared any of my stuff with him. That's interesting. Why didn't so you didn't in the car on the way back? Yeah, but I mean, like beforehand, he didn't know. He didn't know about Yowies. He didn't. He didn't have a clue about Yowies. Yeah, right. But whereas I did. Yeah. And so. What I seen, I know about, but he didn't know that I knew about it, and that's why I said, "Let's get out of here." Yeah. Because you know? we don't want to be a, a statistic, more or less. You know. No. I mean, like, like you don't know what they're going to do. No, like, you don't. Uh, you don't know what they're going to do. The, the, and there's different clans. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Like I've got a mate of mine. Like he he, he lives up in the mountains. You know. He went and buried his dog that died and he's got a backhoe and he dug it about six foot or something, six foot hole or something to bury his dog and it was a St. Bernard and um, so big dog, big hole, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, if you, you would need a backhoe to dig a hole for a St. Bernard. You wouldn't want to do it with a shovel, you'd be there no, for a while. <laughs> exactly, it'd take you weeks. And I don't know, it was a Two weeks later or something, his dog's gone and the hole's dug up and the dog's gone. Oh, that's weird. Mm. Mm. Who digs a who digs down into a six foot hole? Um, thank you. <laughs> I mean, like, come on, I mean we got nothing out there, we got no bears, we got stuff like we ain't got stuff like that. No. Yeah, you know, we got nothing like that that does that sort of thing, you know? No, not that far and, down. No way. No. And it's just so crazy, you know. And there's other things, you know, like I was coming home from the river with my dog Numenaf. And this is up in up in Thora, same place where I've seen the hairy men, like the family. And um I'm walking home from the river. Look at the Billinger River up there. I'm about kilometering from the river, like inland up in the mountains, and I'm walking in there and we got about, oh no, two lengths of a footy field, I suppose, something like that. And we were on this dirt track, right? And I've seen these blue blue orbs. These blue orbs, and they're about the size of cricket balls. Yeah, right. And there was about four of them all swinging around. And they were about six foot in the air, see? Anyway, like my dog, Numina, she stopped. She started going, like that, you know, and I'm going, what's wrong? Oh, yeah, I can see what you're looking at. And she stopped and she backed up 
and she started to kind of turn around and walk away. So I walked backwards and I was watching them. And I watched them for around about, I don't know, three to four minutes, I suppose, as we were walking backwards, because she's, she's walking backwards with me. And all of a sudden, they just shot off into the air, Sarah, oh, they just took off. This is about 5.30 in the arbor. took off into the air, eh? Oh, it just disappeared. Was it still Was it still daylight? Was it summer yeah. or winter? Summertime, 5.30 Summertime. in the arbor, daylight savings time, you know? Right, so broad daylight. Broad daylight, these four blue orbs, eh? Do you have any... Daylight. Sorry, huh? go on. I was going to say, do you have any idea what they might have been? I have no idea. I have no idea. But there was that night at the back of home, because there's a big ridge around the back of home, and it used to, like, we lose the sun around about 2.30 in the Arvo, but where I was, like, it was 5.30, but it was still daylight, and I seen them, eh? But I've heard noises at night time after them, and they'd be, like, things up in the mountains behind us. I know we got wild dogs and packs and everything up through there, but... There was heavier things, like, I mean, more like, oh, it's hard to explain. I mean, like, you hear a lot of things out there, and, and being in the bush, you know, you, you can tell your different sounds. But these were the different sounds, you know, like, there's, you know, I'm thinking, hello, who's out there? You know, like, there's someone out there. Because it was sounds like, you, like we don't have pigs up there, right? And you get a lot of grunting, like what I'd heard grunting, like not your normal grunt like a pig, but a like a more or less of a snorty sort of a grunt. Right. Like a, a long sort of a – but I've heard whoops, and that was a thing, you know, because we got a wampoo pigeon up there, right? Oh, uh, yeah, yep. Yeah. You've heard them, eh? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I know because someone's reported hearing that before, and I remember um, – we might have even sent a recording of that to Gary Opet, and yeah. uh, and he's got back and said, "Yeah, that's a wampoo pigeon." Yeah, um, you know what I'm talking about, eh? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So, but it's not no. that, not that. What the wampoo pigeon? Because I was sitting out on the thunder box, right? This is out in the bush, and I'm sitting out there, and I heard this poo. Yeah, that to sit on a thunderbox and thinking it was a one-poo pigeon, but it's not. Yeah. Was it loud, p- really loud? Um, it was like a kind of a, like a, well, yeah, but a kind of moderate, like a, not loud, loud, just kind of, well, whoop. And not but, not particularly deep, just sort of a, a medium and not yeah, high, high pitch. kind of medium type. Yep. And I'm thinking that's no wampoo pigeon, man. Because <laughs> that's, I mean, that's the thing. We've got, we do have animals and birds, particularly birds, who whose, yeah, whose calls are can sometimes be confused with. Um, yeah, but these things can depict that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, like they're renowned see, for imitating things. That's right, and yeah. they can they can take those sounds on. Come on, they've been here for what out as long as us. I mean, like our people have been here for sixty thousand years, if not more. Yeah, and I know caves, Sarah. I know caves, right? Where I've seen pictures on there from the old people that they painted with that area in there. 
yeah. yeah. So I think that the from what I'm learning, the the connection between the original Australians and our hairy friends goes back millennia, like uh, such oh, a long time. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's there's a there's yeah. a long connection, a long history together. Uh, lo- lots of lots of stories about them. Absolutely, I mean, like you know, and this is what really kind of bothers a lot of people. And well, the people I've spoken to, right? They say to me, "River," and I go, "Yeah, what?" Well, these are people I trust, right? Like in regards to talking about this 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 thing about like our people. I mean, like our hairy friends, you know, because a lot of people won't take it on board, you know. Oh yeah, you're just a rada rada rada, you know. It's, yeah, righto. Okay, you wait till you see one, mate. You won't forget it. Then you'll come running back and saying, "Oh, remember me? I seen what you were telling me about." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but um, you know, what we need to do is bring this awareness into play. Like I was saying earlier, because look, there's a lot of people out there that don't know what these things are about. We'll never know what they're about. But when I had an opportunity to speak to that one, and gee, I tell you what, Sarah, I wish I had the opportunity to understand what they were saying back to me. Yeah. I wish I knew. I just wish I knew what it was saying to me, you know. Mm-hmm. But it was like... <laughs> and I spoke to him. When he responded, that got me in the hairs on my arms and the <laughs> neck stood up. And I'm not saying Good. Yeah. Yeah. So I retreated then. I just went back and sat down, you know, just you, so I won't be threatening. Do you, do you think that the, the voice that was responding to you was male or female? I think it was female. It oh. sounded female. It really did. It sounded female. It sounded like a woman's voice. But not a woman's voice, but a woman's tone. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I'm, yeah, it sounds very much like a, yeah, but, but I've heard that before. But the, the, the first lot I've heard was like a, a more of a heavier, like, like, you know. So I don't know, maybe there was more than one. It might have been the dad and the mum, you know. But I certainly heard most of the mums, and it was just, yeah, and I don't know, it was just, Seems really strange. I don't know because I'm Aboriginal. I don't know it's because of what I said. Maybe they should. Have, they might understand that sort of stuff. I don't know. I mean, it's really it's crazy because I sat back and I thought about it, Sarah. Even doing my radio show, you know, I've told people on air, you know. And I think, am I crazy or what? You know. No, I heard what I heard, and I did hear what I heard, and yeah, yeah and you know. God, jeez, I tell you what, it's just amazing. They're out there, I'm telling you, and they're more intelligent than what you think. Oh, absolutely. What what most people what most people think. I've I've certainly learnt so much in the last few years, but particularly in the last kind kind of six months from uh, from Australians and also people who who communicate and research, who communicate with and research the Sasquatch in the United States, um, I've, I've really starting to get much more of an idea of who these people are and what, what, why they are like they are and, and why they show themselves to us. 
but well, you know, you know River, what? Yes. So you, one of the things that that I've found over the years is that, you know, being a white fella asking a, a black fella about this subject, you don't always get uh, an answer. And and uh, what I've I've found so lovely of you is and so generous of you is you you are you are wanting to share what you know about this subject and I, I, I really admire that of you. Um, so what, what would what are your reasonings behind wanting to share this information with everybody, with your listeners, with my listeners, with the people you come into contact with? Well, the reason is, Sarah, you know, there's a lot of sceptics out there. You know, there's people who ridicule people about different things, not only Yowies, Bigfoot, Sasquatch, Loch Ness Monster, whatever the case may be, you know, Mothman, you know, Goatman, all these different things that we got out there, you know, like Jupacabra, all them things, you know, and they're all out there. But it's just that people haven't had the opportunity to experience it. But once you do, you will never forget it. Like I said earlier, but all I want to do is just bring the awareness that there are things out there that people don't realise that are out there. They hear about it, they laugh about it, until they see it, they'll think about it. You know? Yeah. And then they'll realise that, you know, life's not what they think it is. It's just there's a lot more to offer out there, and it's been out there for years and years upon years, you know? Yeah. And our black fellas, like our people, have known about it for years. I mean, like things that I told you has been handed down for me. But, you know, at the end of the day, they've been there longer than us and they're more intelligent to still be there. Yeah. Tell me tell me a little bit about your – you mentioned your uncle used to talk to them. Mm. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, Gabu Ted Thomas, mate. Was he, was he your blood uncle or uncle as in one of your elders? My my mother's sister married Uncle Ted. Got it. Right. So my auntie married Uncle Ted. Well, Uncle Ted, he rang me up one day. So, well, actually, I was down in Wallaga Lake. Uncle Ted was living down with Auntie Anne. Anyway, I sailed in there one day, saying, And I stayed at Auntie Anne and Uncle Ted's place, see? Anyway... Gets in there and sitting down, having a cup of tea with her, having a yarn, you know. Auntie Anne says to me, says, son. And I said, yeah, what? So see that china cabinet over there? And I said, yeah. She said, see all them bones in there? And I said, yeah. I said, your uncle went and got them the other day. And I said, what? <laughs> Sorry, that's this mingo going off. Here. <laughs> that's all right. Yeah, that's my little laddie. He's funny. He's only a year old, eh? He's very protectionist, though. Oh, cute. <laughs> and um, I said, what bones are they? She said, they're, they're the old people's bones. I'm going, what? Yeah, these old people's bones he dug out of the out of the creek up there, see? Well, he come across them and brought them home and put them in the china cabinet, see? And this is the first night of this, is the first time, this is the first day. I've only been there about four hours and... Had a cup of tea and yarn, and she showed me. See, Uncle Ted wasn't home; he was at some meeting in town. See, anyway, and I'm sitting there with her, and she said, "Look, son, I'm going to tell the old fellow to get rid of these bones." And I said, "Right, up. 
And they've been, I said, how long have they been there? And she said, oh, about a month. She said, all these things have been happening in the place, see? <laughs> anyway, Uncle Ted got home about 10.30 that night, see, and I ended up going to sleep, see? I didn't see him until the next morning. Because, you know, I drive, drove, you know, and I was tired. She said, yeah, she fed me, see? And said, yeah, go to sleep, son. You're right. And I said, going to bed, see? When I got up in the morning, Sarah, the whole lounge room was changed, like changed around. What, all the furniture? All the furniture was changed around. All the furniture, yeah, all the lounge and everything was all changed around. And when I come out, only Anne sitting at the, at the kitchen table. She said, see that, son? And I said, yeah. She said, it wasn't like that last night, eh? And I said, no. She said, this is what's been happening. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, so anyway, Uncle Ted come out from the shower, see? And I said, hey, uh, you know, right, right, you know. It's, hey, what on, da, 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 da. Anyway, and so, you know, we yarned and everything. I said, what's going on here, Unc? I said, the lounge is one like this last night when I got here. He said, I know. He said, I've got to take that man back down and plant him again. <laughs> so we went and buried him again, see, and done all the tribal stuff and everything. Anyway, we get home, see? He gets a phone call. He said, we got a a busload of Budapest, people from Budapest wanting to come over and have a look at the land and Uncle Ted show them what they can eat, what they can't eat, all the berries you can go and dig for yams and show them all different tribal stuff, see? And this is up in this is up in, in Mumbler Mountain down the south coast in New South Wales, see? Mm-hmm. You heard of Mumbler Mountain? Yeah, yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. We're up there, see? And you've got Pigeon House Rock, which is next to it, and you've got... Um, uh, Gulaga, a lot of action there. So we walk like these. What the next morning, see? If we get up, we drive along, and I said, Uncle Ted, and I said, Now you're right, Uncle. What? And he said, Yep, I know what to do. He said, Right, uh. Anyway, we met these people on the bus, and there was about oh, I don't know, 50 people or something, 40 people, 50, something like that. But they had one lad who was an interpreter, see, and he was teaching like, big, you know telling them what we were saying, what Uncle Ted was saying, see. We walked along this dry creek bed, see. Or long, no, sorry, along this track. And there was a dry creek bed coming up, see. And he said, see, if you dig around about six foot down there or three foot down there, he said, you'll get water. And all these people, you know, the lad was telling them, they're all going, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he put his head up and he sniffed in the air, see. And he put his hand out in front of me and he said, no, we'll go this way, son. Because he sniffed him. He sniffed a Dullagal, see? Because uh, yeah. down south it's called Dullagal, see? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, and we're up, and just up on the right, you could see all these caves. And all the people were looking up there and taking pictures of the caves, see? On their cameras and everything, you know? Anyway, so Uncle Ted took them the other way, away from the caves, see? Because that's where they were. And they were home because he could smell them, see? They were in the cave watching us, watching who we'd bring in here, see? <laughs> yeah, so we took them the other way. He took them away from the cave, see? He took them down this other cro- like creek, this dry creek bed, another way from them, and started showing them berries and how to dig for yams, get away from the mob, you know, from that clan up there. Because he doesn't want, and I don't want, I don't want anyone else from the rest of the world seeing what we got. Other than us, you know, we didn't want 
people from Budapest seeing them hairy fellas. You imagine them fellas seeing that and getting it on the cameras, you know? Well, they don't like being on the cameras at all, do they? But I mean, like, if they was just kind of pop their head out and they take a pic, just, you know where they are. They're inquisitive, man. Yes. They look, but you can't see them, but there's always been pics of people catching them. You've got to look hard. I've seen them in live. I've seen them live in the daytime, not alone seeing them in a, on, a, on, a, on a camera. I'm sure I've you can't I've even. Seen I've yeah. seen them physically. Yeah, you have. And I'll tell you what, and I'll tell you what, I still have dreams. I still have dreams about it, eh? You know, and that's what I spoke to Dean about, you know? Yeah. Well, they, and, um, are they, I want to go to my doctors and tell them about what my experiences are because they won't believe me. No. Although if you yeah. if you do ever want to talk to someone, I do have a couple of psychologists who've who've offered their their services. Like they can do telephone counselling and they're people who one of the ladies I've spoken to actually have seen a Yowie herself. And the other woman I've spoken to is into paranormal stuff and she's also a psychologist. So if you do ever want to talk to someone, let me know. But you don't want to just go and talk to psychologists about this. So, I mean, you know, you, because you, you're then called delusional and here, have some antipsychotic medication because you're clearly delusional. Uh, well, see, there's been a lot of times, you know, where I've, I've, I have reached out to people but they thought I was like what we call Narragar, you know, like silly fella, you know? Yeah. But the only ones I yarn to, well, I have yarned to people that that I tried to kind of kind of educate because they've, they've asked me, you know, what's, you know, because they've seen, um, what's that called, Harry, uh, Harry and the Andersons? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sort of thing, you know? Yep, the and American TV show. Yeah, but these yeah. are young fellas. These are younger people, you know? And they reckon they've seen monkeys in the bush, you know, while yeah. they're out there doing their stuff, you know, like, like motorbike riding and stuff like that, you know? Mm. Yeah, we've had you know, quite a few sightings from people who are out motorbike riding in the in the forest. Like young fella up home, he rang me up, well, my nephew, he rang up, he said, Unc, he lives in New South Wales still, and he said, Unc, he said, I've seen something down there on the road, you know? And I said, what was that? And he said, I thought it was a wombat. When he first coming down the track on his motorbike, him and his mate, and he said, then it stood up, and he said it was about six foot. wasn't wasn't Yeah, must have been a juvenile or something. I don't know. Must have been bending down doing something, you know. But it back to him or something. He said. Yeah right. Yeah, but um. I just had one more question about Uncle Ted too. So he, I remember you saying um, ages ago, maybe when you when you did that first interview with Paul Cropper for AYR, you mentioned that um, Uncle Ted used to sit in a cave and talk to oh, yeah. Oh, the yeah. That just fascinates me. What what did he tell you that, or did did your auntie tell you that about? Uncle Ted told me that, and that was after the bus load. See, you're right. What did he say? Yeah. Well, Uncle, see what happened was after the, after we done that, where we had to turn off. When he when he when he sniffed in the air, he said, "We'll go down this other way, son. We'll go down this way. We'll get him away from the mob, you know, like from the Yowie mob." Anyway, we walked down the other way. But when we, when all the people had gone home, like on the bus and that, we'd gone home and we were sitting there. And I said, "What do you reckon, Uncle?" And he said, different mob from being overseas, you know, these people, you know. He said, Anne, he said, that's, that's my auntie Anne. He said, um, he said, Anne, 
I'm going up here to see these fellows. I'll be back. And I said, where are you going, eh? He said, I'll be back, son. I'll see you soon. He went up there. He went up to see him, see? After, after, after he took the, the, um, the busload yeah. of tourists sort of another yeah. direction, he went up to talk to them afterwards. Yep. And I'm sitting at home with only hands, see? And we've still got the bones in the, in the cabinet. No, sorry, the bones are gone for the cabinet. That's right, the bones are gone for the cabinet. And then she said, thank God the, God, the bones are gone. But now he's going up there to talk to them lads. And I thought, right. I said, Auntie. I said, how often does Uncle go? He's, she said, he goes up all the time. Goes out there and yarns to him. Yeah, see how they're going. He takes you know, things up to him, you know, like corn cobs and cobs of corn up to him. You know, the corn cobs, eh? Yeah, yeah. He, you know, you get them from Woolies and that, you know. Just, yeah. Yeah, the ones you take them, they take gifts up to him. See, apples, take pears up to him, grapes. Yeah, you sit up there and yarn with him, see. And you know what he said? When he come home, see, I said, how'd you go, Unc? He said, son, come out here. I said, righto. So we're going out there. We're yarning in the shed, see, and he said, son, he said, they said the people, the humans, are encroaching on their land. So therefore they've got to move on. But they, they, they've got their places to go. But we ain't going to know. I was in the cave. He's sitting. He sat in the cave with him. Mm-hmm. Did he say he talked? Were they yeah. were they talking telepathically, English. or were they talking in language or English? In English. English. He spoke like we're talking now. Right. Yep. And you know what? I said, "Are you sure, Uncle? Or you spoke like speaking lingo?" He said, "No." He spoke lingo to start with, and they said they're gibberish, and then he spoke English, and they spoke English with him. Oh, wow. That is remarkable. And I said, right. Yes, that is remarkable. And you know what, Sarah? Sarah Bignall, be honest with you, sister. What? From that day on, I thought, right, there's got to be communication. Yeah. You know? Because they could hear what we say. They understand what we say, but they just talk in their own way. Yeah. Yeah? Well, the same way that you can speak a couple of languages and I can speak a couple of languages. Yeah. So can they. That's right. Yeah. But we haven't been around as long as them. No, and we haven't, no, and we haven't had the opportunity to learn their language. I would love to learn some of their language. No, we haven't touched on anything of theirs. No. To be honest, we've got their crosses, we've got their bits and pieces, what they do with rocks on top of each other. Um, you know, like little different things they leave in the bush just to make a signal to know that they're around. But people don't know what to look for. That's the thing. No. You know, and I didn't either until I stumbled across things. And they don't know what to look for, but they also have no idea what they mean. Like the boys, the AYR boys up in uh, in the Gold Coast hinterland find symbols all the time but it's it's trying to work out what what's the meaning what's the, what the meaning of those symbols yeah are. you guys are doing such a remarkable job man it's just bringing us back into um like the people that don't believe 
I mean, like, they've just got to kind of realise that there is really something out there. Because, you know, I've had people come up to me and go, oh, I heard something in the bush the other day. And, like, there was a mate of mine. I'll give you a, a, an example, right? Got a mate of mine in Lefko. Went up there at basketball, played basketball up there with him, see? Anyway, and he said, oh, I went up to a wedding up in the Blue Mountains of a black oaf. I said, oh, yeah. Where to go? He said, yeah, good. We had a bit of an after party up in the scrub. They went down to Springwood. You've heard of Springwood? Yeah. Now, that's a hot, that's a hot spot. Springwood or Springbrook? Springwood. Oh, Springwood. Okay, yeah. In the Blue Mountains. Oh, yeah, got you. Yeah. Yeah. And he said they were hearing so much crazy stuff crunching around them. It was unbelievable. They had the fire going. You know, they had the music playing. You know, that's the only, that's the thing, see. If you, like, if you want them to come to you, you just be you. You don't have to go looking for them. They'll come to you, you know. Well, I don't think they're going to show themselves to you if you you really want them to. You you, you know what? They could be 10 foot away from you, Sarah, and you wouldn't even know. And you wouldn't know, exactly. You know? Yeah. And they're just the master of camouflage. And even at night, I mean, oh, God, I mean, like, gee whiz. I mean, (laughs) oh, God. I mean, Steve-O, mate. Yeah, we're out the other side of, well, just this side of Barradine. In the Pilliga, yep, and that was 2017, yeah, no, 16, 2016. We were out there, so we were out there, and he wanted to get some, he wanted to go pig and see. I said, right up, let's go out there then. No worries. So we left, I was in Bellingen then, or up in Thor in the mountains, see. I said, righty up, let's go out there. We were out there for about four days. But on the second night, eh, we had the fire going. First night, nothing, you know. We were just sitting around getting, you know, getting ourselves adjusted for the next three days or two days and then leave home on the fourth day. I mean, leave there on the fourth day. And um, that second night, man, it was kind of crazy, eh, because we had the fire going. We had a battery-operated, like, CD player, you know, you know plus the car radio too, but, you know. And we were sitting there with the fire going, and we could hear a lot of movement around us, saying it's not two hops, you know, it's like bipedal. And you can tell the difference between different, like, noises and sounds and stuff, especially out there. I mean, it's so flat at Pilliger in different areas. We were in the flatter part, you know, it was really bushland, really thick, eh, and it was just this one open area where we sat, eh, and you can just feel it, man. You can, it's like someone's watching you. You know how you get that feeling? Yeah, for sure. No one around you. There's no one for miles, you know, but you can tell there's someone, like, you get that feeling? Yep. They were there. They were there. They They just didn't show themselves, you know? And that's the other thing. You know, I've been at places where I went to a – I was telling Carrie Arnold on Bigfoot Odyssey, you know, about our stuff down here. You remember – you know him – God bless him. Yeah, rest in peace, Kerry Arnold. I yeah. never got the chance to talk to him, but I, I know that a lot of people um, a lot mm. of people really loved his work. Well, um, on the 22nd of, um, they changed Bigfoot Odyssey, it's not happening anymore, but the old shows are still there. So um, Danny Eller, which was doing it with Brad, I mean Brad, I mean with Kerry Arnold, she's, um, she's well, they've, They've still got a gun, but he's not there anymore, so the show's not going to be the same. So 
It's called Hidden Existence. Is the show of hers? Oh yeah, yep. Yeah, so I'm on there on the 22nd of December, sharing, oh, cool. stuff, sharing stuff from our Yowie mob down here. And anyway, so I'm on there, and that's the last part of the. They wanted to do a Christmas thing, you know. With there's the 12 days of Christmas, and there's 12 invited guests. Oh, nice. No, yeah, so then you're so one of the guests. In, in regards to sharing our Australian Yowie stuff. and Fantastic. Yeah, so I want to do it, and I want to do it, man, and put us on the map in regards to this, you know. Like, yeah. I've been in the Bigfoot Odyssey twice before, and, you know, and they've always wanted me back again because I share the truth and the awareness, you know. Yeah, exactly. That's what it's all about because they're out there sharing. Look. Just share it, Sarah. Yeah, yeah. Do you know no. what? Do you know what? I've got to tell you a story. So, mm. the the shaman that I was telling you about, who knows, who, who knew Uncle Ted, his name's Daryl. Really lovely, lovely guy. Very powerful man, actually. I've I've had quite a few healing sessions with him. He's he's really really connected to the spirit world. Something like because we Skype, and so I've I've got him. I'm looking at him at his face while he's working and. He's constantly talking to spirits who are there next to him and he calls in this spirit and that spirit and his guide for this and his guide for that. And since when when we started working together, um, mm-hmm. a, Yowie, a Yowie spirit came to him and that spirit, that Yowie, wanted to communicate with me. Because he that he'd seen me, he knew he knew of me, he knew he, he and he wanted to communicate with me, but through Daryl, because Daryl has this ability to see the dreaming, to see that invisible world. And mm. this this Yowie is actually he's real, he's alive. He told me his name, and he's now he visits sometimes. And I was doing a healing session with Daryl the other day, and he said, "Look." He's actually here. Do you, he wants to he wants to show you something. He wants to take you somewhere. So you close yeah. your you close your eyes and we'll do a little like ceremony. You walk to the, the 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 tree of life, which is how he starts his how you start the journey into the spirit world. So I've got my eyes closed and this vision of this beautiful big hairy man who's just got this He's ready brown. He's got, you know, a dark coloured skin. He's got a twinkle in his eye. He's certainly got a sense of humour. He's got such a big, kind heart. And he's reached out his hand to me and he's picked me up. He's chucked me on his back and took me for a run through the forests. And I, 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 then, then this image came into my head of a campfire. And I thought, well, that's a bit weird because... Yowies aren't aren't renowned for using fire. And then I had I saw this image in my head of the boys up in camping, up in in you know doing their their expeditions overnight in Springbrook National Park. And I, I saw me there. And so what I gathered from that, he was showing me that when I was up there with the boys, he was watching us from the forest. That's that's what I was gathering from that. And and so I, I asked him. He's, he, I've been talking to him in my mind quite a lot and he comes into my mind and he, he, he reassures me and he, he heals me and he comforts me. It's really, I know I sound crazy talking about this, but no, 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 you, you, cool. will, you will understand. Oh, and, yeah. 
And then, so I said, I asked him, look, you're helping me. You're, 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 you're supporting me and you're encouraging. What can I do for you? What can, how can I help you? And he said, keep talking about us. Yes. Keep, keep the message was, you need to keep telling that, people yeah. about us. So that's why yeah. I told you that story, River, because, yeah. because that's what they want. They want us to talk about them so that people know about them. So we protect their, their, their existence. We protect their spaces. That's right. Um, and, you know, they've, they've, they've been there for a long time, you know. But, and this is what Uncle was saying, you know. He said, now they know that we know. Yeah. You know, and that's what Uncle Ted said to me. He said, you know, later on, you know, he said, they know we're here and we know they're there, but they don't want us to see them there. Yeah. Yeah, but they and they don't really want. I don't think they want us to to see, see them un, we, until we are better human beings. Look, I don't think we can get any better than what we are because you know things are going crazy. I mean, some people can, some can't. But you know what, Sarah? When or when I seen like with that that one of the when like with the rabbit Warren, you know? Yeah. Like Penny and I, you know. And like this is this is about five thirty in the arvo, six o'clock in the arvo, close to that time, you know. And it was daylight saving, and I mean, like it was still daylight, for God's sake, you know. And because we heard something to start with, but we just brushed it off, you know. We was, that was probably the day watcher, and he's probably letting them know that we were there. But see. That rabbit warren, it was a huge one, and that's their food area. That's where they come down in the afternoon to get their taka, and here we, here we are. Yeah, so they're going, get out. Like, this is our spot. These are our rabbits. Well, they're making all sorts of noises. They're doing all sorts of things. But we were kind of getting parallel. Like, we were, like I mean, we had two on the like, – one on the right, one on the left, and one in front of us laying out from the tree. You know, that was enough for us to see him. Yeah, because we had the double take. We had the look again, eh? Because when the lad came out the second time, he leaned across and he looked at us. But, I mean, like, he was so big. He was just so big. And I'd never, you know, when I seen that lad when I was 12, you know, when I seen him at 12, I thought, well, right, he's, he's, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it was until it stood up and it ran. When we seen it run, then I knew it was what my elders told me about Dairy Man. And I'm a 12-year age, right? But then as life goes on, when I seen that lad, when I come around when I was driving the BAB transport, when I come around that van, mate, and I seen that big lad standing on the side of the road, I thought it was hitchhiker, right? But, you know, you got your bull lights on your truck. Yeah. And they just shine for about a kilometre, you know. When I come around that van, mate, there he is. It's funny. I thought it was hitchhiker standing there. But then he looked at me. And he had red eyes, and then he turned as I got about, I don't know, 100 metres away or something. He just turned and he ran into the bush, hey, into the pillar. And then I went, oh, no, I ain't going to stop. You know, just kept going. Yeah. There's no reason to stop. But I've got an old mate of mine. He's passed away now. His name's Beetle. And you can check it out if you want. His nickname was Beetle. He drove for Thompson Brothers Transport in Dubbo. Anyway, he was he used to drive the cattle truck. I mean, the sheep trucks, eh? Taking sheep and cattle out to out to Baradine, out to out to uh, out to Canamble Way, and out to, you know. Anyway, he pulled over on the side of the road. He told us it. 
this. He, he told us this before he passed on, eh? And he didn't want to tell him, eh? He, he didn't want to even tell his bosses what happened because they wouldn't believe him. Anyway, he told us, the Aboriginal fellas, because he used to come around and have the yarn of the old people, see? Anyway, and he'd come around one day and he was, he was saying the old people, because he asked them, see? He said, can you tell me something if I tell you something? And they said, what, son? He said, I pulled up at the pillager, I had sheep on on the back, and they had the, you know, your wooden rails that keep the sheep in, and the, yeah, they had yeah. two, two levels, like double-decker. He said he pulled over to have a camp, eh, in the pillager, and he felt the truck shaking, see? And it, it, like it woke him up, so he got up, he looked inside mirror, nothing on the driver's side. He couldn't see on the left side because it was too dark, like on the passenger side. He got up, got his torch out of the console. He walked around the front of the truck and shined it. And there's this big fella, and he ripped the, the side panels off the truck and took took two sheep. Wow. <laughs> Can you imagine the strength required to do something like that? Well, I mean, like, well, like he didn't see it. He just shined the torch and there was two panels off where I reckon that's just going up and taking two sheep or something. I mean, like, the thing I seen, eh, I wouldn't have a shadow of doubt with that. And I reckon they do that easy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Easy, easy. Just grab it like a two bags, you know, two bags wool. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Amazing, isn't it? And from And they're not. And they're pretty tall. Like, was it was it a, a tall truck? Was it from the top layer or yeah, the bottom yeah, layer? Yeah. No, from the top. From the top, yeah. Like, yeah. H- how the hell does that happen unless it's well, one I of mean, our like, giant hairy friends? Exactly. Who can do that? I mean, like, come on. And he's, he, he, um, he, he's, um, he was a shattered mess, eh? Hey? So, but, I mean, like, you know, there's all these things that people have told me, you know, and, and I've gone, wow, man, I mean, like, you you can say that because, you know, it's been so hard for me to, to let it out, you know? Yeah. yeah. But it's good that people like you and Dean and the rest of the crew that can talk to about things like this because it kind of gets to you, Sarah. I mean, like like I said, I mean, like, God, I have terrible dreams, you know? Yeah, it really does. You know, it's not as if i got to say a counsellor or nothing. It's just a... You know, it's just, but I, I, I just want to, like, share things. I mean, like, that's my thing. I just want to make it in the way. And I'm in a place now where things are happening down here, like Greg earlier talking to you, you know, yarning with you about, the, about what happened to him, you know. And, yeah. when he, and when he rang me and told me, I've gone, you taking a piss or what? And he's gone, no, I'm telling you the truth, mate. So, you know. They're out and about. They're everywhere. I mean, like, just people don't know they're there. And, I mean, you catch things out of your peripheral, you know? Yeah. It's really interesting that that, that was from South Australia because we don't, for, at AYR, we don't actually get that many reports from South Australia. We've got a few, but not that many. So A few in the Loxton area, right? Yeah, there's a few, but not nothing like New South Wales or I don't know. I mean, Queensland. Like, it, and this is where I'm feeling like I want to get back home. 
because I want to get back into Munster all, you know. Yeah, same. That's why I want to move to Queensland. I don't want to be in Victoria anymore. I want to move up to be near the boys so I can go out with them all the time. Yeah, I just want to get back up in New South, up back in the mountains and know where I've been and where I know where I can go. Yeah. And I know that I can talk to them, you know. Yes. Because there's areas where I can go and I know that I can sit there and talk to them, take take my yidiki, which is didgeridoo. And that's what I've been doing when I was up home, you know. I'd take that out and I'd play that. And the lads, they just, and you can hear them. It's no joke, man. I'm telling you, I'd have made them with me, eh? Yeah, Kelvin, eh? He, he couldn't believe it. I was sitting there, listen, right? Don't say nothing, just listen. Yeah. You know, I'll give you an example, look, and I'll do the growl with it. Look, hang on. Sounds so cool. So I'd be doing that sort of stuff out there, you know. I'd be doing that sort of stuff out there and it's just kind of bringing them in. Yeah, because that sound would carry too. It would carry a long way. That's right. And with that growl. Yeah. Yes. And that was that's the one that was bringing them in. See, like, yeah, like <laughs> yeah. And we could hear all movement, you know. Like if we had flurs and all that fancy shit, man, we'd catch a lot of crap that night, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Oh, yeah. Take care, Ray. Thank you for sharing that with me. Oh, thank you. You're actually, I have not told that to many people. Um, I, I've, I've kept that to myself for the last few months, most of it. So um, I, just, I just thought you might understand it, even though it sounds completely crazy. Uh, no, all good. I understand completely what you're saying. It's a spiritual connection, for yep. sure. For yep, sure. I understand. Yep. And so, well, thank you so much for 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 chatting to me and sharing all of that that knowledge and those experiences. It's so fascinating. Thank you. And that was the delightful River Morris and his friend Greg right at the beginning. Thank you both so much for sharing your stories with me and with the Yo Essential listeners. I ended up chatting in more detail about my MindSpeak experiences with next week's guest, dedicated Yowie researcher Craig Zammett. So if you're interested in hearing more, tune in for the next show. And if you're not sure what a wampoo pigeon sounds like, here's a little snippet that I prepared earlier. amazing such a booming noise coming out of what's a relatively small bird if you were in the forest and hadn't heard that call before and you didn't know what that bird looked like 
you would be thinking it was coming from something the size of a wedge-tailed eagle or a powerful owl or something like that. But they're but they're just normal pigeon size. Really quite amazing that such a big booming sound can come out of such a little chest. And don't forget, people, the more we talk about this subject, the more we normalise it for everyone. And it's my hope that people face less ridicule when they talk about their experiences. And hopefully, if and when people see these beings, they're not quite as traumatised as they might be when they didn't even know that these beings existed. And maybe, just maybe, if we educate people about Yowies will be able to protect Yowies from people hunting them and from people destroying where they live. If you've seen a Yowie or you've experienced something strange and mysterious, I'd love to talk to you and the Yowie Central listeners would love to hear your story. Get in touch with me via yowiecentral at gmail.com or via the Yowie Central Facebook group And if you do want to join that Yowie Central Facebook group, help me keep the trolls at bay and answer all the questions, including agreeing to the group rules when you request to join. You can also send me messages via Instagram and Twitter. Well, that's all I've got for you today, my friends. Yowie Central will be back in a couple of weeks. I'll catch you then. Stay safe. Something's lurking at the edge of the park People be warned, people beware There's a storm on the rise and it's covered in hair Hear him cry, hear him howl Looking for someone to disembowel Claws like a hook, eyes like coal Feet so big they're gonna crush your soul They call him Sasquatch Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited-edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.